Do I need to get my team up? Evening, bowlers. Welcome to the 38th episode of the Step Back Pop-Up Edition. Here with our good friend, Felipe Mauricio of the Total Basis Podcast. And my good man, Jacob Moses, here popping up to discuss fantasy basketball. How are you guys doing this evening? I'm, I'm doing okay, man. It's health, feeling healthy still. Getting better every day. Able to work out again. You know, we're almost dying. <laughs> COVID survivor, go figure. But um, no, I feel COVID good. COVID survivor. I'm not going to get <laughs> So <laughs> I definitely feel good, though. You know, doing another one with you guys. Felipe is my guy. You know, even though he's a Chicago fan. <laughs> I'm getting on with him. My man, Leon Tompkins, with that god-awful sweater. <sighs> but I'm doing good. Hope you are doing well. Yeah, everybody hates you on this podcast, Jacob. What's going on? You need, you need to uh, be more personable, I think. Everybody hated Escobar. I mean, even though I said it, it's just crazy. Pablo? <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Wait, what, which Escobar are you talking about? Are you talking Pablo Escobar or Pablo, you know Escobar? No, pa- he was trash, too. Um, you know? Nas was there. Yeah, Escobar. Nas, he called himself Escobar. He was hated. Pablo Escobar was hated, too. Oh, I, I forgot all about that. I haven't listened to Nas in a long time because, you know, West Coast of the day I desire, bro. That's why. That's why I want to do Did you want to rep Chicago? That's, that's pretty sad. I, I wouldn't rep it either. <laughs> right, well, I, you know, I was thinking about it when we were doing our hip hop discussion over at Pop Culture Life, which is mm. one of our many, 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 many life groups that we have going there. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, who would be the greatest rapper of all time coming out of Chicago? Kanye. <laughs> I'd rather die before I put Kanye up there. So, uh, and then I think about Twista. But is What's Twista good? really? Is, is he really up there? So, uh, you have to put him up there. I mean. He's, yeah, but is he like the best of the, from Chicago? I mean, technically he is, but commercially he's kind of just, you know, tread around, uh, 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 tread uh, with water, I guess. <laughs> and then you got Kanye, who's a big fucking idiot, but he's still, he's like at the top of the top, which, which means if he's at the top of the top, then the whole genre is trash, right? So, I mean, Lupe, you gotta give love to Lupe. And, but again, I mean, the commercials, because I, mean, I know with hip hop, it's it's also about commercial success. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why that's why New York is always uh, be bragging about Jay Z like like he's representing the whole city, but because he has, I, I guess he has that. Uh, we have it covered. He has <laughs> he has the technical skills that people like over on the East Coast, which mm-hmm. I, I don't get. But that's that's the East Coast, that's New York, I guess. So I'm not gonna judge. But I mean, you can't argue with commercial success, though. I mean, the guy's yeah. uh, and everything that he does. So so yeah, we don't. I, I'm gonna say that Chicago is still waiting for their hip hop messiah to show up one of these days. <laughs> I mean, oh. yeah, that's how it goes. We got the whole, we got Bronx with KRS-One. I mean, you can go any borough. We had it. Brooklyn, you had Biggie, you got Jay, Queens, you got Nas, you got a whole bunch of rappers from there. Yeah. I mean, Manhattan, I'm sure. So, you know. exactly. I mean, let's, that, I mean, it was all around. It, you can't, you can't do it. It's, that's it. I, I hate, yeah. I hate to, hate to do it to you, but. No, because I, I even got to thinking like, okay, what about like other forms of music? And I couldn't think of any. Like, uh, like, like, you know, I'm, you guys know that I listen to a lot of punk rock music and like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who's the greatest punk rock band to ever come out of Chicago. And it's, it's, it, it's, it doesn't match anything that has ever come out of New York or California. So it must, <laughs> you know what, it, it has to be a, an ocean thing. So I think that somehow <laughs> there's a correlation between the ocean 
and artistic uh, integrity mm -hmm. and artistic uh, genius. So maybe that's what I mean, maybe that's what the problem is. Chicago. I mean, like I said, punk rap. I know a few of them, like Naked Ray Gun and Blue Meanies and Apocalypse Hoboken. But you know, I, I know them. I, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm versed, you're man. You're more than I am. Shit. I, man, <laughs> I know about it. <laughs> Listen, the uh, king of R&B comes from there, and you know we, we won't. We all know who that is. Take a drink. R. Kelly. Hey, man. King. You gotta, you gotta give it to him. Damn, man. We need a do-over for Chicago, man. R. Kelly, Kanye. Like, you know what happens? You know what happens, you guys? And I'm so sorry that we're going out of topic, but we got to say this. What happens is these motherfuckers go Hollywood or they go very, like, <laughs> they hit the big time and they go crazy. Like Kanye and R. Kelly and uh, all them other guys. That's why that's why Chicago, uh, mm -hmm. you know, all, everybody's, like, hesitant to put the, the greatest of all time on anybody because it's like, is, he, is Kanye really the greatest? Is that what we have to settle for? Because it feels like settling. And same thing with R, R. Kelly, but I think, uh, oh yeah, I, we, we had this argument before where I preferred D'Angelo over R. Kelly. Ooh, um, man. Actually, I preferred D'Angelo Russell over uh, R. Kelly, too, so. That boy D'Angelo, he determined not to fail. He went butt-ass for his record to sell. <laughs> He's the Black Messiah, all right? I, I, I'll give that to him. We, we got to get out of, you know, R. Kelly. I get His music, man. Uh, whatever he did, y'all understand what he did, you know. You're gonna go. You're gonna go like he did Thriller on me, man. You're gonna go. I, he but he did Thriller on me. I mean, I mean, all his his trapped in the closets. I mean, pump and grind. I mean, it's just everywhere, man. You can't can't deny that. Uh, to hey, listen to make it full circle to basketball. Uh, I believe I can fly. Exactly, for MJ. I mean, I mean, I got I get emotional sometimes when I hear that. My grandmother used to love that song, so you know it's kind of. Yeah, I get emotional too. I get emotional sickness. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta say this. And Larry, it's heat, heat, heat. It's not plural. I can't stand it, man. Miami Heat. Heats, heats, heats. Like oh. I hate that. The Miami Heats. Yes. Seeking missiles. Oh, anyway, man. we're going. To, we're off to a great start. We're we're a basketball group, uh, and we're talking about. Well, it's all related, right? I, you know, I always exactly. Do, I always wanted to do a hip hop episode that 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 correlates with basketball with you guys, and I, I'm hoping to do. To get with you guys one of these we days, so I get that going. We did it before. We'll do it again, though. But I, it's oh yeah, that's right. But you did it with Henry, and uh, yeah, I mean you, you didn't do it with me, man. We can we can actually do a pop up. We you know we're gonna put that to the side, and we're gonna do a little pop up, and we're gonna do the hip hop, and uh, I like it. I like that. Yeah, yeah get, let's let's do some hip hop talk with the whitest sounding Mexican you guys can find. Let's do it, man. That, that'll get the people going. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy sports, man. I'm in too Listen, many leagues now. Um, this is fantasy basketball season. We're in fantasy football playoff season. Uh, you're a fantasy baseball expert. Mm -hmm. uh, you're also a commissioner of our uh, formerly ESPN, now CBS Sports Keeper League in the Bowlers Life Group. Uh, 12 teams. We had our draft Wednesday night, extended it into uh, three days, and <laughs> it was a smashing success for the most part, considering all the problems we had. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, talk about how uh, the draft went. I mean, I, uh, 
first of all, I want to thank everybody uh, in that league for uh, just showing up big. And, and I warned Aaron, who's my co-commissioner, like, though, if we, if we can't get this ESPN thing going, because we had an issue trying to get one of her friends into the ESPN league. And I said, you know what, screw this. I, uh, I'm in, uh, it's been a good year for me, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with the baby and also with the new job. I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been killing it lately. So I go, and for the first time in my life, I can actually afford something like this. And mm-hmm. I went ahead and purchased this TBS uh, fantasy basketball, which for me, when I, was, when I was like 10, 15 years ago, when I was just starting into fantasy sports, and then they would ask, all right, let's pitch in for a website. I used to be the one that would hesitate, like, ooh, can't we just do it for free? Why can't we just do it for free? You know, why, why do we have to pay for it? So we always, I always had, so quote, unquote, the adults buy the website. And, I, and I'd just be, you know, whistling Dixie to myself, hoping that they don't pick on me to pay, pay it back or pay it forward. Uh, EJ Fulbright, uh, he used to, uh, we used to be in a basketball league. He's in our league now, but we used, to, we used to be a part of a basketball league a long time ago. And he would be one of the, the guys who would pay it all every single year for the website fees. So uh, the way I see it, uh, it was bound to happen sooner or later. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. it, it I, I, it's been a long time coming uh, for me to do so. And I have a good group of guys for the first time since I started doing these basketball leagues with you guys. I feel like we finally have a good group to uh, take that next step. This is a keeper league, so every one of us mm-hmm. started out with a with a keeper player. I don't remember which keepers uh, they were, there were because uh, yeah, I'm looking at the draft list and it doesn't show the keepers. It just shows the results of our draft. So you guys are gonna if you guys have it up there, you guys are gonna, are gonna have to help me like figure out which uh, team, which owner was able to keep which player because I cannot remember. All I know is that I kept Luka Doncic from the ESPN. Mm-hmm. I kept Harden. Uh, you kept James uh, Fatty Harden over there? Okay, okay. That was a fake picture. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, it's real to me, man. It's real to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Lee, uh, you – go ahead. I kept the uh, Joker. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. So you went with the skilled big man. Uh, well, I, I always wanted to ask some of them because I saw Jokic, uh, like people who draft Jokic in the first two rounds – I'm always worried about Jokic because he looks like he's about a couple of donuts away from looking like the fake James Harden picture. <laughs> and, uh, he doesn't have any athletic ability, but what he does is have a lot of uh, basketball skill. He's a really mm-hmm. great passer, great shooter from, for a big man. Um, but I always feel like like uh, a, a guy like him, he, that he's so limited uh, with his upside. But, I mean, you, you, you were comfortable enough with him. Do you, are there any concerns for keeping Nikola Jokic on your team for this season, Leon? No, because he is actually incredibly durable uh, considering his size. He doesn't miss games. And he's in a premier position where he can provide. Mm-hmm. He's a triple-double threat every night. Yep. So he's kind of like what Brad Miller was. But Brad Miller, you could have got at like the sixth round. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if I can get Jokic at the center position, I can – you know, stack up rebounding or get another point guard somewhere else. So it, it was a sure. very easy decision. I'm not worried about his uh, weight or conditioning or anything to that effect because he never really missed any games. Ability. I was going to say the lack of athletic ability is not a concern either, I see. <laughs> no, not to me. No, I'm seriously, I'm seriously asking this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like, uh, um, so you decided to keep Harden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did uh, Harden turning into Rick Ross ever turn you off? 
No, nah, because I know it was a fake picture. He slim, you know, he's, I don't know, maybe he had, a, he was working out with the strippers or something, and he kept it, but yeah, he kept that weight off, but, you know, James Harden, one of the best guys in the league, best players in the league, you know, all around, he'll get you assists, he'll get you points, can you not do that? He'll get you points, he'll get you, can you get you, gosh, tonight, he'll get you points, get you assists, you know, um, just, he'll hit some threes for you. I mean, it's just, it was an easy decision. My bad. I hate when people talk to me and when I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to thought. Well, I, I kept Nick, Luka Doncic. I mean, he was at one point the absolute best player for the first mm-hmm. month or so last year before James Harden finally, like, woke up and reminded people why he's probably the best player of the last three or four years, it seems mm-hmm. like, in terms of production. Um, but yeah, for a while, uh, Doncic was that guy, just like Leon said about Jokic, uh, uh, something about these European players being a triple threat every single night. And Doncic, even though he has like an old man's game, uh, just, just fills up the stat sheets, a very creative score, uh, gets everybody involved, gets rebounds. He can play multiple positions, like not just the point guard, but he also qualifies that small forward too. So uh, that I, I can't wait to uh, utilize that versatility on my fantasy basketball team. And uh, that's why I went with him. And plus, he's projected to score, like, what, either the second or third highest amount of points per game, in fantasy points per game, in our league coming into this season. So there's a lot to like about Luka Doncic uh, coming into the season. And those are the three guys that we kept for our individual teams. Uh, uh, you know what I should have done? I should have tagged everybody else who's in this league. But uh, maybe I'll do it throughout the night as we talk about them. Um, mm. And I, I, yeah, so go ahead, Leon. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it, it's cool. So, uh, considering there's many scoring uh, differences between the different leagues, you go daily, you go weekly, you have roto, you have head to head. I guess we can explain the differences in our scoring and how yeah, the, the draft uh, strategy would work as opposed to someone with a daily lineup or someone who's working head-to-head. Yeah, last year it was a weekly head-to-head points league uh, through ESPN, which they do the accumulations. So that means uh, the more games you play uh, for your – I'm sorry, the more games your, your player plays, the more chances he gets to score points and the more chances he's going to score more points for you on that given week. And that was one of the things – and I talked to Tyler Buckley, uh, who's in our league. I talked to Tyler from Pittsburgh about it. Uh, that on, that the ESPN league, that's one of the things that he hated was that he sometimes had to bench one of his better players uh, because he would only play maybe two or three games in favor for a, a lesser player who was playing five games, right? Or um, yeah, four or five games. So, you know, more is more in these types of leagues. The switch to CBS Sports is that CBS Sports, as far as I know, and, and EJ was a big uh, influencer in, uh, in making this decision for me, uh, in helping me make this decision to switch to CBS and just pay for it for the services was that CBS sports is the only league I know is the only website I know that does the average of a player's score. So it doesn't matter how many games your player scoring uh, is going to play that week. It could be two games. It could be five games. It could be one game, but uh, it, the score is averaged to the amount of games that player plays. So if he plays two games, but he's scoring like 50 and 75 points, so what, 75 plus 50, that's uh, really quick, doing some quick math. 125. 
So divide that by two, you, they, your, your player just scores 62 and a half points. Mm-hmm. So no more depending on scrub players, you know, um, trying to get uh, the accumulated, the, the, trying to do the accumulation advantage through these scrub mm-hmm. players. So, because like, if your scrub player is only scoring 20 points, uh, no, let's, no, let me get 25. 25 points in five games, that's 125. That's still 25 points for the week, though. Mm-hmm. Right. So, last I checked, Michael Jordan rules, last I checked, 62 and a half beats 25 all the time. So, because <laughs> it, it seems like a lot of, with, uh, with these accumulated uh, leagues, every, I think it's just lazy on, owner, on, on, on fantasy owners' part. Mm-hmm. To just like, oh, well, this guy plays more games, so I'm going to go with, you know, go with the guy who's going to play more games this week. Mm-hmm. And you end up losing to a bunch of bench players. Meanwhile, you, you know, I always believe I have the best team no matter what sport I play anyway. But, yeah, I have all my horses in my starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And I'm end up losing to the guy who decided to go on the waiver wire and just pack his – uh, roster with a bunch of guys who are playing four or five games for that week, just so he can get those, just so he can pad the stat lines for his team. And I go, yeah, okay, I understand the quantity aspect of it, but let's. I'm really want to do more quality stuff. I want quality players giving quality production, and for owners who do the hard work to look for that talent who can produce and score for you, uh, I want them to be rewarded for their hard work and not get penalized just because they 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 refuse to cut certain players to get the scrub players off the waiver wire who are going to play four or five games. Mm -hmm. So with doing it this way, I'm hoping that that eliminates. Now, of course, advantages, disadvantages. And, you know, uh, some people say that there's not enough strategy or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, in a league like this, um, there's no – it's weekly. It's not daily like Leon's league is. When Leon said it was going to be daily, I said, no, 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 I don't think so. I'm not doing daily leagues. I hate daily leagues. I don't have time for daily leagues. I just want to set my line and forget it. And if someone gets hurt, oh, well, I'll, I'll adjust for next week. It's no no big deal. But, yeah, so in a league like this, that, that would work well to have the, uh, the points be averaged out mm-hmm. uh, because that way, you know, you're not losing to the guy who's just constantly, constantly – just jamming his starting lineup with a bunch of players who probably shouldn't be starting anywhere in fantasy basketball world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would be the one advantage I like about doing it this way. And it's weekly, so, you know, I'm not like, oh, man, I forgot to set my lineup for six days straight. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so I always do weekly. I don't do daily. And, again, with the going with the average by uh, – the player averages. I mean, it's basketball, right? It, everything is about averages. How many points does he score per game? I, this, I think the same concept uh, plays well doing it this way. And it's something that I've been wanting to get back to. And I, like I said, I, I feel like I finally have a, a good uh, set of guys who are willing to try this out for me, uh, mm-hmm. with me, I should say. And uh, I know, you know, main, the main thing is that we all have fun and that uh, we all uh, – enjoy keeping tabs of the basketball season and this new format uh, of fantasy basketball as well. Absolutely. Play to win the game. And that's why I like it. And plus it seems like it's something that we can do every year. I like consistency. I like having, you know, the same group that, you know, they're going to be there. You don't have to worry about, you know, people not showing up for the draft or cause I have plenty of leagues like that where you get all excited and then like half of the league shows up. I'm like, Oh, here we go. Auto picks for half of the draft. And then, like something like this, I wanted to try out. Plus, it's I like weekly. I don't 
but then I'd rather sometimes daily because then I can kind of see matchups and stuff like that. And then if I have to interchange something from my bench, well, I like the work percentages too. Like I know, like say if I have KD, I'm like, okay, he usually kills. You know, I know usually every team, but if it's one team, I feel he's going to have more success with, or maybe more like, let's do more like a bench player, like uh, Aaron Holiday. I'll look up and see how he usually does against certain teams and but stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, that, you know, for those who like that type of strategy, that there's a mm-hmm. league for you um, to do that. Right. And mm-hmm. then there's also other leagues where all you do is uh, the categories, which mm-hmm. is something I, I can't get into because to me, like the way I view basketball, it's about the counting stats. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to average them out. Right. Like I, I mm-hmm. don't remember like, for example, Karl Malone has, like, a million points, right? I don't remember exactly how many points, but I, I, I think if I try hard enough, I can, in my mind, I, I can easily de- deduce that he scored about 25 and a half points per game in his career, right? Or some something like, like that. that. And, and that's easier for me to remember. And so it's basically the same thing that I'm doing when I do fantasy basketball. I, I try – and I think that with you guys, I try going the categories route. Mm. I just – I don't like it. I don't have a one. It's – um. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see the strategy involved because you want to get, like, you know, make sure that you get good free throw shooters and, and good three-point shooters on your team. But I don't know. For me, it's, like, it's all about the, the main stats, the steals, the blocks, the turnovers, mm-hmm. the, the, the assists, and the rebounds and points. And, of course, we do offensive rebounds that are weighted very low, but they're yeah. there as bonus little points. And I'm, I'm, and I'm always thinking, like, what else can I do as little bonus points for this mm-hmm. league if the league will allow me to uh, – if the league is open for me to make these changes. So it's just, uh, it's, it just depends. I mean, like, it's like we started saying, there's a league for everybody. There's a, there's a setting for everybody. You just got to look out and find it. Uh, if you've never played fantasy basketball before. Um, but me personally, I prefer doing it, you know, this way where you're uh, accumulating stats and averaging them out mm-hmm. in this way. Yeah. Well. Categories killed me in my championship one year. I don't want to mess with that again. <laughs> I lost. I lost for like a free throw. <laughs> Never again. That's I was cool. hurt. That, is, that sucks. Mm. You're right. There is a league for everyone. Um, the league that I'm running is a categories league. It, it's daily, but yeah. Nah, that's cool. <laughs> nah, but, that's cool. Uh, to to counteract a lot of those issues that you have with guys going to the waiver wire and and, and things of that nature. Uh, limited the transactions per week. We limited the mm-hmm. transactions for the season, so that way you can't go. If you run out of transactions, that's your problem. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we also added the idea that many leagues, once guys you know check out, once they're out of it, you know, midway through the season, they stop checking their team. So uh, we added the fact you kicking another 25 bucks to the bottom two uh, records in the league. But um, but the categories, yes, it is accumulating stats, but we've also realized that basketball is also moving towards analytics. So percentages do also have to play some uh, a part in it. You know, so free throw percentage, three-point percentage, you you need those guys. uh, And the counting stats do matter. So... Mm -hmm. Um, look, looked at it, got uh, 10 categories there. I thought about an 11th one um, for double-doubles, but I 
decide against it. But yeah, uh, that would you know. that would give the advantage to the big men, like yeah, a drastic advantage to those guys. Yeah. Yeah, because there's not many on a given night, not many point guards who can give you ten assists. So, mm-hmm. well, a lot more guards are rebounding now. Uh, it, it's much harder to 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 get that assist point up, even with the faster pace of play. Yeah, and the the different offensive schemes that's going on with many of the teams adopting the five out system. So, uh, decided to replace double doubles with three point percentage. And my draft is. Uh, Sunday night, 6 p.m. I'm excited for that. Got a good uh, group of guys going. Um, known a bunch of them for a long time. Good uh, adding some people within the group. So uh, I know some guys within the group here have started their own. Um, we can get into a lot of the players that, you know, might be uh, some sleepers or bounce back candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- I'm excited for the upcoming uh, basketball season. I'm with you on that one, man. Yeah, it's just like, like last year. Who's gonna show up? You know, what rookies are gonna come out and come out and actually perform? We got the Lamelo Balls out there. We got the Obi Toppin, Theo Melodons. You got, you know, Pritchard. You know, you got those guys. Who's gonna, you know, fill the roles for the teams that they need? You know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I agree. I agree, and I think. Uh... I know that people in in this draft, they were making fun of me for um, drafting too many rookies. I ended up with three rookies, which was not my intent, but uh, it's it's also something I've been doing in the other leagues, baseball mm-hmm. and football. Uh, I drafted a bunch of rookies in my football league, and if, if, if it wasn't rookies, that I then I, def, then I definitely, definitely drafted a bunch of young players who were in their second or third year. Uh, mm-hmm. And so far, that's worked for me. Uh, you know, in my football league, I like to brag about it all the time, but I ended up with James Robinson, Antonio Gibson, and Justin Herbert on the same team, and hey. that's and T Higgins as well. Uh, as I'm, I'm kind of eyeing those rookies, but not just any rookies, but certain rookies that um, that also might have an opportunity to uh, with their team to go out there and, and perform right away mm-hmm. and not be sitting on the bench. Which is something we talked about at length doing our, our, our uh, NBA draft uh, podcast episode. And I'll tell you what, man, I'll be honest. It, there was a little bit of bias uh, when, I, when it was time for me to draft somebody in, in these later rounds, and I just went, oh, I'll just go with the rookie. And it's because <laughs> of the recency bias, because we talked about it, and they were still fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. And go, you know, I remember liking him in the draft. Maybe I'll go <laughs> after the Cole Anthony or the uh, Obi Topin, man. I, I, the more I read about him, the more, uh, uh, the more I saw him, the more I liked him and I go, boy, man, if he goes to a, uh, the correct team, if he goes to the right team, if he goes to the right situation, uh, I can definitely see him on my fantasy team for this upcoming year. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. He went Why to the ball team. Smart. I liked I mean, it. And, 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 you know, I hate the Knicks, but I, I look at him and he goes, man, he went to the Knicks though. That's, mm. that's a really good situation for him because they're desperate and, and exactly. he's really, they're going to want him to do well. And there's a starting position open for him if he wants it. And uh, mm-hmm. sure enough, uh, um, that's that's the hope is that he just takes that small forward position with the Knicks and just runs with it. Mm-hmm. And you did it smart because you got Randall, I noticed, too. And they're going to be battling out the, the position. So you're going to get production either way. And Randall actually, you know, he showed in the preseason that he can be that point forward. Like the last game he had, what, 16 points and eight assists, I want to say. Randall yeah. getting eight assists. So yeah. any hot night, man, you're going to be – I like it. It was smart. No, and, and at that point, 
get a little bit of a of a back backstage uh you know uh pass here to what my thinking was mm. i was this close this very close to drafting kelly Ubre. my uh, my strategy was to draft kelly Ubre mm -hmm. in that round and at the last minute i changed my mind i go you know what i've always liked julius randall even though he does play for the knicks I, i'm just gonna go ahead and just i i can't he's the i i see him as anthony mason and you know how anthony mason uh, was the point forward for the, those 90s Knicks teams. And I just can't – I cannot get away from that. And I go, I want that on my team. I want the guy who – the power forward who's going to get you nine assists if these preseason games are any indicator. The power forward is going to get you nine assists and the nine or ten rebounds. I mean – Got to take it. I got to take it. I'm sorry. And then – but and then, then I ended up getting a rookie small forward uh, in Obi Topin and hoping that, that that works as well. So Me too. <laughs> I can't believe well, you ended up with Kelly Oubre. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I definitely did. I thought I'm like, why is nobody taking? I'm like, Ooh. and that Warriors offense? What? <laughs> I said, thank you. <laughs> well, you know what made me change my mind was the Warriors offense. What they have so many players. They have so many really good players. In all my mock drafts, I was taking both Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins on the regular, and I ended up with zero of them on this mm. actual basketball team of mine. So, so yeah, something along the line happened. Or maybe people saw it the same way I was seeing it this entire mm -hmm. preseason. But then I changed my mind at the last minute. So, I mean, it's That's all about happens. adjustments, right? These, these drafts are all, are all about adjustments. Absolutely. Right. And um, speaking of rookies, I was very excited to take LaMelo Ball. Um, yeah. After watching, after watching what he did in the first couple preseason games, I said, there's no way – I could pass this up um, and to, to add injury, you know, Gordon Hayward, his, he's often injured. So LaMelo looks like he's going to start off, come start coming off the bench, but uh, I think it's only a matter of time before he cracks the starting lineup. It's just, it's just an energy that he brings into the game that I, I think the Hornets can't ignore. Uh, but ball was one of those guys where, you know, it can't miss rookies. So, you know, he's either the draft, uh, you look at Wiseman, is he going to make uh, an immediate impact? And you mentioned Toppin. But you're looking down the line at some other guys who may make an impact early in the preseason. Uh, Jacob, you could speak uh, uh, on Emmanuel quickly. Quick. It looks like he might be taking this point guard role immediately. That guy, I mean, if, you know, obviously if you're not a Nick fan, you don't usually watch him because they suck. But what I've seen out of that kid – how he really just adapted to the game. He played with confidence, and we haven't had a point guard like that in a long time to actually play with confidence that can shoot, that can actually hit free throws. I mean, he was he was on point, and he, he really was. And it showed, you know, the as I always say, the Kentucky guards, you know, they always – they get one or two, always in the draft that – I don't know how Max is going to be. He, he looks like one of those players that he will make a impact, but quickly – you know, he will, what, SEC player of the year? I'm like, you can't ignore that. that that's a steal at 25. That's a steal. And and I did pick him up, too, just in case. Um, <laughs> I wasn't letting that go. I did that real quick because he can really, if Peyton, he falters, DSJ, he's already thrown himself out of the conversation. Nilakina, he can always play off ball or he can play at least three positions and you can – slide quickly in there people say oh he's a shooting shooting guard he's played point guard his whole life so 
You can't. I'm not going to pass that up, but the kid looks really good. But he's not the only rookie. You got Tyrese Halliburton of the Kings. He's looking like he might crack the rotation early. Um, who else? Uh, Neesmith. Uh, what's his name from um, Detroit? Bain? Desmond Bain? Uh, I think that was Desmond a Bain. Bain. Yeah. He's yeah. a great shooter. He showed it. I mean, you give that kid an open look, he's hitting shots. So there's a lot of rookies out there. You just got to gotta watch for them. If they're out there in a waiver wire and you need a nice little pickup, why not? And, and in this league, we're a keeper league. We're keeping two players for next season. Mm-hmm. And that's also part of my mentality and in, in looking at rookies, especially late in the draft. I mean, I, I saw the, the list. And like I said, they were uh, – J- oh, I forgot to tag Jacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Trent, I, I believe. Uh, oh, okay. And, and he was the one who gave me the, the hard time saying, oh, man, you really like your rookies. I'm like – I'm looking at the veteran players that are available in the in the uh, late portions of the draft. I'm like, man, I don't want any of these guys. I, I, I'd rather roll the dice with rookies mm-hmm. because you never know. The, the upside will always be there. Yes. And um, and if it's not going to pay dividends now, it might pay dividends for me a month from now, two months from now, three months from now. Whatever the case may be, you know, they're going to be on my bench. And when they're ready, I'll be ready to put them in my starting lineup. So. Um, so yeah. yeah, by the way, I do have the a spreadsheet if you guys oh, want to see it. There it is. <laughs> and it's it's nothing too complicated. It's the uh if I could uh shoot, where am I? I'm right here. It's nothing too complicated, it's just you know the um the list, right? It's the big list. There it is, the draft board. Ah. So, Look at that. And I, I made sure to change everybody's names, although uh, Jacob Trent's uh, live in La Vina Loca stayed there. But there, there we are. And I, and I changed the name so we can all see who, which, play, which uh, owner owns what team. And there's James Pinos, who I, I put in the announcements that he drafted Steph Curry to team up with Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, man, that looks like a deadly combination. James, mm-hmm. James had himself a pretty damn good draft, man. He, he did. He, he, he did. looks kind of dangerous. Yeah, he he does. Uh, I'm just glad I was able to be there for the draft this year because last year was a complete disaster. (laughs) Um, There were some guys I was looking at. uh, Buckley screwed me. But uh, (laughs) I I think I did well overall. Yeah, the first round I was – these were the two I was looking at, Kyrie and Trey. I was like, well, Mm -hmm. do I go Homer and take Kyrie – or do I take a person with upside of Trey because I'm a big fan of Trey Young and I know he's a 20 and 10 guy in that high octane offense. He's a good free throw shooter, but the turnovers kind of uh, turned me off a bit. And yeah. Like, well, you know what? It's another reason to watch Brooklyn. It, I'll, just, I'll just go with the homer and, and take Kyrie. Yeah. yeah As you did. needed a reason to watch him. Yeah. Well, you know, looking last night, I mean, they look on point, so um, yeah, I'm very man. excited for the season. Yeah, KD doesn't look like he had anything wrong with him. Uh, so shout out to that doctor, the doctors that helped him, the rehab group, man. He looks awesome. I, I said it in our podcast, they're going to be a problem. Let's not – they can go from being like a fourth or fifth seed to the first in the East. So it's, it's going to be really good this year. Yeah, Katie looks like he had a hell of a, a good rehab for himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys talked about Trey Young. 
Um, I honestly thought he was going to fall to me at number 11, but I knew that was a pipe dream. But I already had Luka Doncic, and I was seriously considering getting Trey Young if he somehow falls down to me at number 11. Honestly, if, if I even if I had, like, let's say, outside of, like, at number six, mm-hmm. and you tell me you can either have Drew Holiday or Trey Young, which point guard do you get? I'm going with Trey Young Trey. all the time, every single time. <laughs> and I'm very surprised that, that Buckley got him so late. Uh, in the eighth round, but that that was giving me hope. Like, hey, maybe he'll fall to number eleven, and that will give me uh, two point guards. But it'll give me two really good point guards from the same draft class, by the way. And I believe they got yep, they, they, they got they traded, traded for each guard. other. Yep, ah, that would have been awesome, but that did not happen. But I, I, a guy can dream. I ended up with Donovan Mitchell in the first round. I don't know if, uh, and yeah, and I saw that Pascal Siakam was also available, and then Jacob was. You know, he took him from me, so I'm like, oh, now who do I draft? Like, I, I, now I don't know who to draft anymore. And that, that would be a theme, and that was my big fear about being uh, that close to Jacob because I had a bad feeling. And, and and EJ and Tyler. I mean, this is a murderer's role right here, bro. If you're, <laughs> if you're waiting to draft, that's a murderer's role to be uh, waiting for, you know. Because we all think, like, we kind of think, like, when it comes to production, when it comes to fantasy sports, that we're just like, mm. And exactly. I'm just sitting there, and I knew who I was going to – Actually, Bill might have been my pick if he didn't, because he took my pick. Because I, I was looking for Bill, I'm like him in Westbrook. Mm. And since so he took him, I was like, all right, I, I'm gonna settle for Siakam. He's gonna get me, you know, what I need, you know, where I'm gonna need it to win these matchups and rebounds, points. You know, he's a good defender, so I was like, uh, okay, I'm gonna go with him. But uh, Bill would have been my pick, though. Man, that was uh, yeah, and that, that would have been. Uh, I mean, you, you won either way. You got side. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Either way, mm-hmm. I had to, uh, you know, fall back to my like third or fourth, fifth, sixth option at Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell. Like, well, I guess I'm stuck with Donovan Mitchell. And, That's a good fourth or fifth option. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the one I wanted. I really wanted uh, either Young or Brad Beal or Siakam. Mm-hmm. But oh well, it didn't happen. And I was this close to drafting Jimmy Butler. Then I realized he's 32 years old. It's like, nah, not in a keeper league, brother. Sorry, nah. <laughs> and uh, you know, John Morant was also available, which you know I, I didn't even think about drafting him because, like I said, I already had Luka Doncic. So it, it was, uh, you know, it sucked. I did not enjoy having to wait for you four mofos to pick your players. Hey, it was going to be quick. What's that? <laughs> it was going to be quick. <laughs> well, it was not just that because we're going to take my players, and I know because Leon, you know, even though he sucked last year, his team sucked last year. Uh, I, I, I'm always afraid of Leon, you know, because he, he's kind of sneaky like that. Mm-hmm. And he actually listens to, you know, you know what uh, Leon does too? He's a great listener. That's like mm-hmm. the biggest, uh, that's one of the biggest threats about him is that, you know, he listens to me talk about, you know, for fantasy baseball, and I'm pretty sure he took some notes down. Well, that must translate to fantasy other sports as well. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, is, is he scares the crap out of me. I'll be yes. honest. Yeah. He was one of the better teams uh, last year and, and a threat to win the championship. Uh, last year as well. I mean, you saw, you heard him complain about it. Like a lot of these players are his players. Mm-hmm. And EJ, EJ's all like, he, him and I've been going at it for like since I was a teenager. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And then Jacob, well, Jacob's a Knicks fan from New York, so yeah, there's a lot to hate here. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. So no, it sucked. It, it really did suck. And 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 that would be the theme for the entire night. I got these four murderers in front of me, and I have to wait for them in the odd rounds and. That, that was torture for me. Oh, man. It was definitely – it was like – it gave me time. I'm glad kind of when people were kind of taking their time. I'm like, mm, and I'm thinking, and I'm trying to run through the numbers, and I'm like, okay, what is he going to give me? Who is – and when John Morant fell 
into my lap. I, I just, I had to, I had to double take it. I'm like, John Moran, really? He's, no, not, no, this can't be happening. I said, oh, yes. Gave me my point guard. I was like, this is, thank you. Question for you. Question mm-hmm. for you. Did James Harden qualify at the beginning of this draft? Did he qualify a point guard or shooting guard? Both, I believe. No, it was only one because we, we changed it afterwards. Do you so, remember? If he... Shooting guard. Oh, uh, wow. Look at sure. you, bro. Uh, that's that's amazing. You, wow, that's I remember amazing. looking at it and I did. Okay, you are right, though. That you did change it right after. Yeah. And my team, though, I will say I was making noise early until the injuries started coming. I really <laughs> had a good chance after the, until the injury, the Kyrie's, and then everybody just started falling off. And I'm just like, oh, crap. Oh, you're talking about last year. Sorry. I oh my God, that no, nah, that that hurt. That still kind of hurt. So I see when injuries is involved, it kind of it wrecked me. So I'm coming back for blood, darn it. No, I don't think I had any issues with injuries. It's just uh, waiting for these players to reach their potential and their mm-hmm. maximum. Uh, I mean, Devin Booker got off to a really slow start. I, I remember like being disappointed in him. And I think I've even benched him a couple of games, mm. uh, a couple of periods, I should say, weekly periods last year just because mm-hmm. of uh, inconsistencies and uh, not playing enough games. Again, that's stupid, you know, quantity is over quality in the old ESPN league. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a problem this year. I can tell you that much, but yeah, I, I, but so I didn't have any issues with injuries as much as I had with uh, players not playing up to their potential and Luca just carrying me all year long. But uh, so, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty good about that. There's another guy that I was this close to drafting in the first round, Brandon Ingram. Um, yeah. The problem Brandon Ingram I have is, Zion Williamson is uh, his teammate. Uh, Leon, do you see it the same way I see it? Yeah, I, I, I do. I look at Ingram last year the same way you can look at Morant this year. I mean, Morant was good last year, but, I mean, he could go to another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you're right. Zion could really take a lot of it. Ingram shine. Um, still, you know, top three round quality. But you, you, if you're expecting the same thing from last year, like you'll be highly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I didn't take him. I'm like, yeah, I like the kid, but it's there's too much. You know what? The, you know, good for the Pelicans though. They've really bolstered that lineup. They look, they look so much deeper this year than yes. they did last year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they got some ballers down there now, and they draft. And I think I believe they drafted pretty well. I remember we were talking very highly. Kyra Lewis, them. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I know they got uh, Drew Holiday's no longer with them, but they still got Lonzo Ball, right? Mm-hmm. right. Memory serves me correctly. So, yeah. Uh, but, like I said, he, Brandon Ingram plays small forward. He's going to have to give up some touches at forward to Zion Williamson just because Zion is the franchise player. And, uh, and uh, you know, the one thing to like is that they, get, they gave him the big extension, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So – you know how it goes. Well, we pay you all this money, so you better get the touches. You better get the usage rate up, and mm-hmm. we expect you to live up to your contract. So that he has that going for himself. But ultimately, I just think that Zion's is going to take over, and Brandon Ingram's going to be a very frustrated player throughout the season to, mm-hmm. to uh, pay attention to. Uh, anything else in the second round that you guys uh, maybe left you scratching your head a little bit? What do you guys think about this second round before we move on to the third? I will say that I actually had a very difficult decision. Um, mm-hmm. I did choose Vooch. Um, I, I like Vucevic out in Orlando. He's another one of those triple threat kind of guys. He extended his range um, a couple seasons ago. But um, Mike Harvey, um, big Pacer fan, big Zags fan. I was high on Sabonis. 
I was hoping Sabonis would flow another round because I was going to take him. But, I mean, you look at Sabonis, he was on a roll last year, uh, automatic double-double. And, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. He looks good in the preseason uh, coming back from injury. So good pick by Mike taking Sabonis because he was he was going to be had at, at some point. Somebody's going to take him. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we always say, you can't run away from the DNA. And that that kid is – I think I had him. Yeah, I had him last year. I really, if it was, like, say if I didn't have Harden, I think Sabonis would have been my keeper pick. Damn. Because of production, just alone, because he can play. I've seen a lot of that guy, and he is, yeah. even from college, he's good. But KP, I thought he was going to, I don't know when he's coming. Anybody know when he's coming back? That's what kind of surprised me. I'm hoping uh, early to mid-January, and that's what scared me. And so I said, no, nah, I don't need that. Uh, Otherwise, that would be a great pick if he was mm-hmm. healthy. But then... I mean, do you think he would have been a first-round pick in this league with everybody having one keeper? you think he would have gone in the first round if he's uh, mm-hmm. guaranteed to start the season in December and not January, uh, Jacob? It's very possible because, you know, KP, you know, you've seen what he can do. He's good on the defensive end. You know, he can shoot and he can put the numbers up. And he actually – playing with Luka is just going to make him better. But it's just red flags with him because you just don't know. He'll come back, you know, for 10 games and oh, – up. There goes his knee again. Whoop. Oh, there goes something else. It's just certain players that you never want to go that high on, and you might have to kind of pump the brakes. Like, give me – I would have taken Jamal Murray, to be honest. If I'm going to take anybody, I'll yeah. take Jamal Murray over KP. And that's a good pickup by Niles there, too, especially after all the big men were drafted. Niles was mm-hmm. probably thinking to himself, well, this is a keeper league, and I'm using my Canadian – French-Canadian accent because I see that he has a – <laughs> like a, Cana- a French Canadian last name, and uh, yeah, I could go with uh, the the big men are all gone, so I'm gonna go with the best available point guard to me, eh? And so he went with Jamal Murray, which is uh, in, in a league like this, keeper league. That uh, I know that Murray is a scorer, doesn't get a lot of assists like the other point guards do, mm-hmm. but uh, and let's face it, outside of Jokic, Murray is like it's one A and one B, so you really can't mm-hmm. go wrong with Murray. I like him a lot, and uh, this is the other one that kind of not a head scratcher, but kind of like uh. Like, uh, I had to take a step back, no pun intended here, you guys. But Yusuf Nurkic <laughs> going to James Pinos' team. Uh, Pinos is a big uh, Knicks fan, so he mm-hmm. immediately went after R.J. Barrett. Uh, Jacob, you're a Knicks fan. Uh, what do you think about R.J. Barrett going in the, uh, early in the third round here? Was he too early? Here? I love I love R.J. Love him to death too early. I, I mean, just, now you're just going off of potential and what he can do. We He's going to give you – at least if he gets his free throws, if he hits them consistently, he's going to be a 20 point guy, you know, maybe f- six or seven rebounds, five assists. So he'll get you there. I just, I don't like him that early. I mean, especially with guys like DeAndre Ayton right there instead of Nurkic, because Nurkic, he has his injury issues. So I would have gone Ayton because even though he missed it, well, he missed what, 25 games because of, it wasn't injury, it was the PD use. He had a PD use, but still. You know, All the more reason to draft him, right? No, still, but playing with Chris Paul, though, you got to think about that. How good is he going to make DeAndre Eaton? That, that's big right there. No, I'm saying all, because he got suspended for PED use, it's mm-hmm. all the more reason to draft him because there's that shit in the system. Absolutely. It's in there for life now, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> He's always a big guy. Oh, fantasy update, speaking of that. Uh, what's his name went first? Luca went first in our draft. Hey, look at that. Um, we got, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. Harden. I could be, you know, I could pick Towns, but I might go with AD. We'll see. 
We'll see yeah, what I'm thinking. Multiple draft universe here. Do you guys see that Luka Doncic in some Las Vegas pool or whatever Las Vegas odds maker mm-hmm. uh, has him as the favorite to win the MVP? Leon, what do you think about Luka as your MVP winner? I mean, I I don't I don't think that's happening. It's a it's a good bet, but mm-hmm. um, we're actually gonna have our MVP picks this upcoming Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I'll wait for it. Then. We'll, we'll do that. But awesome. um, Luca, I'll tell you right now as a spoiler, he's not mine. <laughs> I'll tell you since I'm gonna, I'm probably not gonna be there Wednesday because uh, I always listen to you guys after the fact. But Luca is my MVP, and there's no bias whatsoever when I say that. Right? No <laughs> bias whatsoever. It does nothing to do with him being on my fantasy basketball team. Uh, nothing at all. Let's uh, move. Let's move to the third round, you guys. Uh, any? Uh, let's start with you, Leon. Uh, I feel like I haven't heard from you a lot uh, today. You're always the quiet one here, but uh, always listening. And that's what scares me about you. <laughs> anybody plotting, that's not highlighted. I'm sorry. What? I said I'm plotting. That's right. Oh, that's what scares me about you. But anybody in the third round that you see here that's not highlighted that kind of uh, left you scratching your head a little bit here. Um, maybe Hassan Whiteside, but I, I I think I think that maybe I was an auto pick. I'm not sure. No, no, that that's Darren's pick. That was okay. Yeah, she made it in two minutes and twenty seconds. That's all it took for her to make that pick. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll go with that one. Um, but I, I will say that I made my Drummond pick based on the previous picks before with all of the centers gone. Um, I, I took Drummond, you, you know, he's an automatic double-double machine, leading rebounder in the last three years. So the points are there. He improved his free throw percentage. Um, and Cleveland shoots a bunch of bricks. So <laughs> there's going to be plenty of opportunity for rebounds. So yeah, it was a uh, – That's so true. <laughs> Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Here you go. It's just, it's just uh, more opportunities for Andre Drummond to get 20 rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, if Leon didn't get Drummond, I was hoping that he'd come back to me. I know that, that when, when you're hoping like that, that's a fool's gold dream. It's a, it's a false dream. But I'm still hoping. And, of course, Leon, because like I mentioned before, uh, he snatched him up before I had the chance. I ended up with an old favorite of mine, Tobias Harris which is, is, isn't bad, but I would have loved to have had the, uh, Bam Adebayo and Andre Drummond as my two centers uh, this early in the draft, but uh, Leon had other plans. Jacob, uh, anybody in the third round that you see that's not highlighted yet, that you see that was like a head scratcher or you're okay with the way the third round went? Any, any uh, issues there? Okay. Um... I see Aaron with her homer pick of Kyle Lowry. Okay, that's he'll get so speaking you. Of, points. Speaking of homer pick, Michael Harvey again with the Indiana hey, pick. Hey, hey, Butler. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> that that was a head. There you go. That's the head scratcher. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and also, then he get injured, and then we yeah. had this draft. So yeah, so that that kind of makes you go, wait, <laughs> why? Why did you do that? I mean, I mean, I, I know you love the guy or whatever, but. Mm-mm. It didn't didn't happen. But other than that, it was solid. Third round was solid. You know, Tyler with De'Aaron Fox, you know, oh, that's, quick as yeah. a fox. I mean, 
It just, I was ready to draft him too myself. I'm like, yeah, man, I hope, I hope nobody gets De'Aaron Fox. And, of course, Tyler gets De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox. And then EJ with John Collins, you know, Leon and I are big fans of that guy. He's yeah. going to be, you know, a healthy 2010 guy. You know, you pick Tobias Harris, it's a solid pick. But other than that, other than Gordon Hayward, it was, it was solid. Well, Leon already gave his fourth round pick as an Hassan Whiteside. Um, what about you, Jacob? Any weirdness happening here in the fourth round or maybe something that you liked a lot that kind of like, you know? Mm. I honestly, I liked, besides my pick of Chris Middleton, <laughs> but honestly, James, when he hit the one-two with Michael Porter and Miles Turner, I believe they're both going to have big years. Michael Porter has showed you in the bubble what he can do when he got the ball in his hands. And, you know, he had that little spurt. He's like, listen, I want the ball. You want guys to want that. And Miles Turner, you know, he was in trade speculations with Boston. But the guy has expanded his range. He already can block shots. Now he has a jumper. And he's going to be dangerous. So, James, like you said, from the jump, he has a scary team. I'm terrified of that guy. He has so much talent. Giannis, Curry, Michael Porter, Miles Turner, and he's going to be a problem. Yeah, outside of R.J. Barrett, I, which I that was a – I mean, it's a keeper league, I understand, but that that might have been too early for him. But mm. that, that, to me, looked like a like a Knicks homer pick. But other than that, from bit. what I remember, it, I, mean, th- I mean, this is enough to be scared of right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, him getting a really good center and a really up-and-coming small forward. Leon, what about you? Anybody – from the fourth round, excuse me, the fourth round that kind of uh, made an impression on you here? Um, I, I, I think John Wall is going to come back solid. Mm-hmm. Really? I agree with yeah. you on that one. Yeah. It, it, despite all the hardened rumors and just him not wanting to play, I, I think playing with your friend makes a world of difference. And you look at him and Cousins, I, I see them bouncing back strong. That's why I think Kyrie's going to bounce back strong uh, with KD. Playing with your friend, it, it, it just, I, I don't know if it brings an energy, like mm-hmm. Kyrie burning sage, you know, getting all the <laughs> cleansing out. But uh, John Wall has something to prove. Uh, him and Cousins, I, I, I think Wall's a good pick here, considering all the point guards that are available. Um, I mean, it, it's solid. I like that wall pick. This one was a strange one. This James Wiseman pick at 45. I mean, it wasn't strange. Again, it's a keeper league. You got two for next year. So he's – Niles definitely was had that in mind. But um, but it, it's like one of these things don't belong. And, and James Wiseman, I don't feel like belongs with this cast of players. Uh, do you guys – you guys are on the same line as I'm, my thinking here that he might have drafted him too early? Or is he justified because it is a keeper league? And he, I think Niles was one of those teams that needed a center anyway. Uh, so he went with the upside pick. What do you, what do you think there, Leon? I, I think Wiseman is an upside pick, uh, although I'm not sure how he'll be used in that offense and what his his minutes are so unpredictable that it's going to take a while for him to get adjusted to the game and Kerr's rotations and, and their expectations of being a championship-level team. But I'm not sure if Wiseman will have enough of, it, of an impact this season to be warranted going that high. Yeah, uh, that, that that's definitely a problem there. Uh, I love James Wiseman. You guys know from the uh, the episode we did about the NBA draft, I'm a big fan of James Wiseman, but I don't know if I liked him that much to draft him in the virtual fifth round here. Because Again, we had keepers. We had one keeper for each team. Uh, this would be 
virtually the fifth round for James Wiseman. And even then, I feel like that's still too too soon. But, you know, like, again, I think uh, in this case, I think back of mind, he was like, well, it's a keeper league, so I might as well get the number one pick overall, eh? So he went with that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move to the fifth pick, uh, fifth round, I should say. Uh, and now it, this is where it gets kind of uh, some of these crossroads players are uh, are involved here. I mean, I know I had a hard time uh, settling with Buddy Heel, but it, it – um, it gave me my third guard on the team, and uh, I'm hoping that he's a big bounce-back candidate this season. I don't know what happened last year. I don't know why Luke Walton stopped playing him. I don't know if you guys know why that what, – what, what beef he got with the coach. But when Buddy is on his game, I mean, he's one of the more exciting scorers uh, in the league. Uh, Leon, you're shaking your head yes. You agree with that statement, I'm assuming? Yeah. Big Buddy. Big Buddy fan. Absolutely. Uh, what about you, uh, Jacob? Anything in this fifth round that you see that was out of order, out of place, or that you're like, hey, that's not a bad pick? What do you think about the fifth round? Um, I like Leon's pick of Lamella Ball. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I loved it. I mean, the kid, he actually he was hitting actually corner three, so that's a plus because his jump shot is the major question. Everything else in his defense, but, you know, fantasy, who cares how many times you get blown by? That's not going to matter. Um, I went with Clint Capella. That's solid. Mitchell Robinson, I think, went kind of high because I mean, if he doesn't get his foul troubles in check, you're not going to be seeing him a lot. Um, my pick, Jaron Jackson, I, I had Morant, so hey, why not get his running buddy? Um, this is definitely a solid OG and an OB. I think he's going to take that that step this year. It's going to be he's going to be fun to watch. Um, like we said, Buddy Hill, I love your big – Buddy can shoot, man. That, that's what you're going to get out of Buddy, and you're going to need that. And that's pretty much – I mean, Clint Capella, I mean, he'll I, get you – That's he'll get you blocks, high percentage, um, not really a shooter, so he'll basically get his stuff off putbacks and – Alley-oops. You know, yeah, alley-oops, and he'll get his rebounds there. So, oh, my fantasy update, my first pick was LeBron, and everybody's complaining. Oh, bro, he's going to be resting a lot. You do know that they – then they put that rule in that you're not going to be resting that much. You're not going to be able to – Yeah, for national, nationally televised games, otherwise you get fined. Uh, and they – yeah. And then they also forgot that LeBron, how many games has he missed over the last few years? Come on, people. If LeBron's yeah. there sitting in your lap, there's nothing that much I can do. I'm taking LeBron. What what pick are you making right in your draft right now? Oh, uh, right. The- Right now we are on. We're in round two. No, but what's your pick? What was your slot? My are pick you... was four. And oh, now, you're number four. Wow. Yeah, it kind of screwed me up actually. And right now I got Jimmy Butler and LeBron. Those are my first two, and I gotta see where I'm gonna go. Maybe whoever falls in my lap. Bam out of bio. I might pick. I might actually go Ja Morant. Oh wow. I might go Ja. Really quick, we could talk about uh, Mitchell Robinson. I think the reason okay. uh, Mitchell Robinson went to EJ is because I think EJ realized that the, we're running out of centers here. And you are running right DeMarcus Cousins in the sixth round. Let's just move on to the sixth round here. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins was the next pick. And oh, I went to you, Jacob. Yeah, uh, I, I like you said, I was going around. I'm like, uh-oh, we are running out of centers. And I think DeMarcus Cousins is in a perfect place, Houston-wise. Because when you run the five-out system, Everybody gonna get shots, and it happens to be that he can't shoot. So he might get his. All I need is a good. I don't need old Demarcus Cousins. Just get me, you know, fifteen and seven. If you get me fifteen and ten, I'll be happy with it, and stay healthy. Please stay healthy for the long. God, stay healthy. 
That's a big ass. Speaking of health, my man Leon picked my guy Blake Griffin. Now I, that's one guy I've been rooting for since Oklahoma. I hope he stays healthy because he, he has a, he has expanded his game. He can shoot, and you know they're gonna need him. The Pistons are gonna lean on him because Killian Hayes is he, he's raw. You know they got yeah, some. Yeah. They lost Christian Wood. Um, they got the fifty freaking power forwards and Mason Plumley and Jeremy Grant. I don't know what the hell they were doing, but they're going to need Blake Griffin to come along. And and my guy, Karis, one more. My guy, Karis LeVert, man, uh, that, that was tough. I, I was looking at him the whole time, and this this kid, I've had him on my team ever since he's been drafted, and he's done nothing but produce. And I'm going to miss him, but that kid, that kid can ball. I hope he gets traded because I think he's going to get, you know, kind of push to the back burner with Katie and Kyrie. I just wanted to point out that uh, Blake Griffin uh, and Kevin Love went back to back. Uh, I feel like those two have, in terms of fantasy, mm-hmm. have been tied at the hip for a very long time. So it was mm-hmm. kind of fitting that they went back to back in this uh, fantasy draft as well. So that was pretty, uh, that was pretty funny to me uh, about the Brooklyn Nets and Leon, you can uh, you you could speak on this if you if you uh, agree or disagree here, but honestly, when it came to Brooklyn, I did not want anything to do with the Nets, man, because uh, it, it seems like it's all about Kyrie and Kevin Durant and all the guys that we all liked last mm-hmm. year, like the Spencer uh, uh, Dinwiddie's and the Karis LeVert, who I was a big fan of as well, and uh, even Tarian Prince. You know, I know you, <laughs> it's, it's whatever, but he's he's been uh, known to uh, put up some you know garbage uh, points and do other things that, that other players don't want to do, like get some steals, get some blocks and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm missing another player who I really like in the Nets last year. Liam, help me out here if you uh, – Joe Harris? Yeah, those two. Pro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those two. But, uh, Liam, you were shaking your head. Yes, I, I assume you agree with that statement as well. Well, watching last night and it looks like going forward, Karis LeVert is going to come off the bench. Uh, he's going to play that six-man role kind of like similar to Manu, and mm-hmm. he, he looked pretty good so far coming off the bench uh, as a six-man playing starters minutes. You can, if you look at him like Lou Williams or uh, Montrez Harrell, I think he'll still be productive fantasy-wise because he'll go up against second units, he'll get his assists uh, of KD and Kyrie, and he'll still get his points when they're on the bench. So it's not the worst pick in the world, but if you're expecting like 50 point Karras or 25, five and five Karras, you, you mm-hmm. might be a bit disappointed, but I, I think he's still solid for uh, that Brooklyn team. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I feel the same way you do, but I just, I've, uh, I just didn't want to, I want nothing to do with them. It's just, they're, they're just not, I don't feel like I'm going to get enough touches over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, maybe as a six-man Karras, like you, like uh, Leon just mentioned, he could be that uh, for primary scorer off the bench, playing against second units. But yeah, I just, I, especially in the sixth round, I don't know. I, that, well, I hope it works because I do like Karras Lavert a lot, but not this year. I, I did not mm-hmm. draft him in any of my mock drafts. I didn't draft him in this league. So let's talk about uh, some of the uh, names we haven't talked about yet. Like Jacob, Jacob seems mm-hmm. to not J- Moses, but Trent's. Uh, from mm-hmm. Georgia, and he went with uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, what do you think about Boyan Bogdanovich there, there, Leon, from the Jazz? Pick any Bogdanovich, you'll be fine. 
You know, um, that was my goal. That's your boy. You, you can't go wrong. You're, you're guaranteed threes. You're guaranteed high free throw percentage, and you're guaranteed some solid touches. It, it's a solid pick, no matter which Bogdanovich you get. But uh, looking here, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich from the Jazz uh, going to benefit well uh, with Mitchell and Conley running the point. Um, he was a big loss of them last year, and you know. In the seventh round, if you're looking strictly for high percentages at the forward position, this is a, this is a solid pick. Yeah, uh, like I agree with you. I uh, pick up Bogdanovich, any Bogdanovich, solid, skilled players. Uh, um, whether you get the uh, the guy from the Hawks or the guy from the Jazz, so. Um, Let's see who else who we who what other guy we haven't talked about. Andrew from New York. He went with Laurie Markinen. Uh there's a lot of question marks about Laurie. Even myself as a Bulls fan, I don't know what to make of it. I believe in the kid. I, I love like his game. I like his skill set. I just it seems like he's missing a lot of toughness. Uh, Jacob, I heard you uh, sound off first. Uh what do you think might be stopping Laurie from uh, meeting his potential? Toughness, like you said. Yeah, he he just has to that. That's the number one thing. He got to get that moxie in him, because he he has all the skills in the world. You know, he can be a KP type. I mean, because coming out of college, you knew the kid can ball, and he's the prototypical stretch four, but he's athletic. I mean, he tried to really. He almost pulled a um, a Bargani the other night though, because he tried to ram on somebody and almost didn't end well. But uh, man, it was it was something. But with Kobe. Freaking coming along like he's doing, that's going to be perfect. Because that pick and, yes, that freaking pick and roll with those two, if they can get that going, because both of them can shoot. And now, you know, you run off that pick, you have to check Kobe because he can shoot. That's him coming out of UNC. He can shoot. He can light it up. <laughs> now you're going to have to pay attention to that. And Markinen's going to, if he stays healthy, he's going to look good. And one more. Because me and Leon, we on the same wavelength. Hachimura, yes. <laughs> that's that's who you want right there. That kid, his toughness, double double, getting better. I mean that that's a that's like one of those that's a keeper pick right there that you know you're gonna if he takes that step, you're gonna be like, Okay, that's my keeper. Man, I was this is one of those where a lot of these guys that I like, once again, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. You suckers, man. You mother suckers. <laughs> You basically took all – I mean, that was, like, most of my cue right there. <laughs> and for those who, can't, who are listening to audio only, it's Rui Hachimura, Wendell Carter Jr., and Thomas Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly thought Wendell Carter and Thomas Bryant would go maybe a, another round uh, uh, in the 10th round maybe. Maybe that was a pipe dream on my behalf, but I was really hoping I was at least going to get one of those two centers, and I ended up with zero centers there. <laughs> and – I thought Hachimura would have uh, survived a little longer as well. Then that's how I ended up with uh, Julius Randle. Excuse me, uh, as uh, <laughs> we talked about earlier on the podcast, uh, how I'm, how much I do like Julius Randle. I just, um, but I was gonna get Kelly Oubre, which let's move on to the eighth round. There he is, Kelly Oubre, going to Jacob because Thank of you. course he did. Thank you. Of course he did. But I don't know. I, I after looking at it, we talked about it. There's just, I feel like he's gonna get uh, a little bit. Um, what do you call it? forgotten frozen frozen out of the offense 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't think he does enough to pad the stats in the other ancillary statistics there. So I went with Markel Fultz, who kind of a recognition project, but uh, I, you know, I, I still, he's not that far removed from falling on really tough times. That poor kid, man, they really mm-hmm. messed him up in Philly and mm-hmm. looks like he's redeeming himself in, um, in with the Orlando Magic. Uh, Leon, uh, anybody in the eighth round that, that you really, really think a lot of us slept on and we'll probably see a big year this year in the eighth round? Well, um, this round was tough for me because there was a few people I really didn't like in this round, and I ended up having to settle. Uh, I wanted Deontay Murray. Uh, He's a guy in San Antonio, uh, finished strong last year. Now you you have Aldridge and DeRozan coming back, but Murray is a guy who, you know, grabs eight uh, rebounds a game going to get his assist numbers up. And uh, Devontae Graham really took a big leap for last year with his three-point percentage. Uh, I think he's going to take another leap for this year in, in his game. Um, I like those two picks. I, I ended up taking Mike Conley. I went with a proven veteran at the for the pick. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I, I wanted Murray. I, 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 that pick is really strong. Mhm. Yeah, he's great defensively. You know, he has a nice three-point shot, and that's yeah, that's a, that he is a solid player. And uh, there's your guy, Jared Allen, right there, uh, number 94 overall to uh, the birthday boy, Brandon. Uh, for all, I think he's also from New York. I think he's also yeah, a I Knicks believe so. Fan. He's a yeah, he's, he's, a, Nick a, he's fan. a Nick fan. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> um, horrible way to spend your birthday, but I, I'll, I'll admit the Knicks look like they're on the up and up. I, I like I drafted two of those guys, so <laughs> so that, that that should tell you all you you need to know how I think about the Knicks coming into the season. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's see here. Um, where do we go from here? There's another Bogdanovich in the ninth round going there, but we already talked about James's team uh, at nauseum once again. But I just just pointing out it's late in the draft, eighth, ninth turn right here. Ricky Rubio and Bogdan Bogdanovich. I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy. We're, we're, I think we're, we got our work cut out for ourselves to uh, get to this season. Uh, let's let's uh, keep talking about Brandon's team. They're all there, you know, birthday boy. And yeah, and your boy. He gets <laughs> Derek Rose. Um, Derek Rose. <laughs> uh, Leon, we'll start. Let me start with you, Leon. Uh, you think Derek uh, is gonna duplicate the season he had last year as a bench player? Uh, yes, because one, uh, I, I think he's taken that veteran role uh, to heart, you know, leading Hayes and the rest of that young staff along. But I also think he's going to play himself to trade for a contender. Mm. So you got to put up numbers to do that. Um, selfish as it is, I, I, I think it's a solid pick. You always worry about the injuries, but I think limiting his minutes uh, coming off the bench uh, is, is perfect for Rose. So coming in this round, looking for a point guard, you might have to start maybe once or twice in the span of uh, four or five weeks. It, it, it's not terrible. Mm-mm. And uh, let's talk about player number 100. And uh, we haven't talked a lot about Niles too much outside of my French-Canadian 
awful accent. <laughs> but uh, Colin Sexton from the Cavaliers is a player I was eyeing. I was getting Colin Sexton in a majority of my mock drafts, and of course I, I didn't get him in this one. Um, but is there – Maybe I'm, I'm overvaluing him, but uh, let's see. Jacob, is there a reason why you think Colin Sexton uh, barely made the top 100 in this draft? Uh, he's on he's on the verge, I think, really breaking out. I mean, the kid can – he's a nice shooter. You know, he's quick. Uh, he's, he's just everything you want in a point guard. You know, he has that fire and desire. I mean, that's not like Clyde and stuff, Rob and all this stuff, but he's – a really good player, man. And just coming out of school, he was solid. And it might take him, I think, after this year, you know, playing with Drummond for a full year, you know, bump his assist numbers up a little bit. He'll be in that 100. He'll be above the 100. I'll say he'll get into maybe 70 range. I mean, maybe a little bit higher, but the kid is, he's really good. Always like this game. Yeah, sorry, top 100 in this draft, but really the 12 players went already. So he's mm-hmm. player number 112. Mm-hmm. But and, and for the sake of this draft, yeah, number 100, Colin mm-hmm. Sexton. And uh, I, I'm, I'm big, hoping big things. Uh, let's talk about Andrew's team. Uh, he's uh, also from New York, also a Knicks fan. Uh, Leon, what do you think about Marvin Bagley? There's another guy I really like, but I'm kind of, uh, you know, kind of skeptical. I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to have picked him up. I'm glad Andrew did it so I wouldn't have to. Uh, are you more optimistic or are you more pessimistic about Mar- Marvin Bagley coming into the season? I think of Marvin Bagley as most people think of the vaccine, you know, very skeptical. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> never, stayed he- never stays healthy. Um, all the potential in the world, you mm-hmm. compare him to a, like a... a Giannis or something to that effect. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not high on Bagley. Wow. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, Andrew uh, has his work cut out for him. He has three guys here who are very skeptical. And I think we just came up with a new nickname for Marvin Bagley. Marvin the Vaccine Bagley. Uh, let's see who else in this ninth round before we go into the double digits. Who haven't we talked about? Uh, we haven't talked about EJ too much. EJ's a long, long fantasy uh, rival of mine, basketball and football mostly. But uh, he gets Brandon Clark. It's another guy I've been uh, kind of eyeing in the, these mock drafts. I again struck out. Why? Because you know EJ got to pick in front of me in this in this year's draft. But uh, uh, Brandon Clark, Jacob, uh, can I get your thoughts on Brandon Clark from the Memphis Grizzlies? Absolutely. I talked about him during the bubble. That kid can play. Uh, he's just he's just crazy. On him. He even looks crazy. about <laughs> me, But he's solid. I mean, no, seriously. <laughs> Look at him. He's just he – sh- he's another one that can – he's another big that can shoot well, but he's tough inside. That's the one thing about me I love – tough interior players. I love the back-to-the-basket players. It's classic. You know, if you can get a back-to-the-basket game, you're going to be in the league for 10 to 15 years. That's how I always felt because you're always going to be effective, you know, especially if you can hit a, you know, free throw, which he can, and he fits perfectly on that team, you know, either coming off the bench or starting. He filled in well for 3J, and I, I love him, man. I really do. Uh, well, why, uh, since you're a Knicks fan, what about Alfred Payton? I was kind of not knowing what to make of him. 
now I'm hearing rumors that he's not going to be starting this year. That he might. I be hope not. I, I really hope quickly took his spot. I, I hope he snatched it <laughs> because, listen, all right, this is my biggest thing with Peyton. He's a good playmaker. Now, it's great to be a playmaker, but you can still freeze other players out on the floor, you know, not getting it there, turning the ball over, and he can't shoot. Every time he want, I mean, he gets in his form, I'm yelling at the TV because his shot is so ugly it's he shoots too hard. I don't know why they even don't give him any kind of green light. But like I said, he'll fill the stat sheet up. But fantasy wise, he'll get you. He's somebody that you can have just in case you have like an injury or something like that. But I'm just not a fan. I just speaking about him annoys the shit out of me. It really does. <laughs> it really does. But yeah, if you he'll get you triple doubles here and there. I mean, because he had like eight or nine last year. It's not the worst pick you can have. He's he's solid. I'll give him solid. All right. So that's that's all he's giving me. And Aaron with this Norman Powell. What the hell? That's another homer pick for Aaron. Jesus that's like Christ. The third or fourth one in this I mean, in this draft. He's decent. I have to double check. I might be exaggerating with that, but yeah, she she I know she picked a lot of Raptors players here. So damn, she really trying to. Yeah. I mean, she'll tell you that, that, that basketball is her weak sport in, in terms of fantasy. Although I don't, she doesn't play fantasy football, I know mm. she doesn't like hockey. No. Nah. Or she doesn't like hockey like the average Canadian fan likes hockey. I know, right? But, uh, baseball, yeah. though. She's... Yeah, she's back to, the back-to-back uh, baseball life winner. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, once again, I had to uh, go through customs and, <laughs> <laughs> and deliver her package and declare that no – this isn't contraband. This isn't food. This isn't livestock. It's a stupid championship banner uh, for my Canadian friend, eh, from uh, Toronto. <laughs> uh, I went with Dylan Brooks right after. There. I mean, I, I like the Grizzlies this year. Uh, I, well, let me rephrase that. I don't know what they're going to do this season in terms of, like, real mm-hmm. basketball. But in terms of, like, what their team is made out of, it's a lot of good young players with high upside. Um, I don't know if it's going to work out for them because – because if every team who had high upside players uh, worked, it, it'd be, it would be like baseball, right? Where everybody's purposely trying to get rid of all their veterans and and trying to just stockpile on the young players. Memphis Grizzlies looks like a baseball team. Maybe that's why I like them so much, Leon. But any hope – did I make the right pick here with Dylan Brooks, Leon? Considering this round, I, I, I agree with you on the upside. Um, you know – I wanted Joe Harris. That was a bit of a homer pick, but I also liked the three-point percentage, and I didn't have a forward, a small forward at the spot. So uh, I also wanted Tim Hardaway Jr. This guy here. My twin. This guy here uh, really came on last year. He's a volume shooter, but he, when he gets hot, he puts up a, a quiet, sneaky mm-hmm. 27 points, and you knock down five to six threes. Trust me, um, I know. Yeah, Luca running the show. It, it, it's very good. I I went Dinwiddie, so I went with the proven, uh, uh, the safe pick, proven numbers. I I probably could have went Jordan Clarkson as another guy or coming off the bench. You know that solid, uh, fifteen to eighteen points. You know what you're gonna get. But uh, Dylan Brooks is probably the best upside pick of this. Mm-hmm. Round, I like it, Felipe. You did a good job on that one. Six, he'll average 16 points a game. He shoots at about 36 percent from three. 
Um, he'll get you like two assists, but the the kid is good. I mean, like Leon said, high upside pick. It's you did a good job on that one. And I'm very surprised in this tenth round. This is around the time where everybody should have just been uh, throwing some dice, or as EJ was saying, some darts uh, <laughs> at some of these younger players. And I see veterans still getting picked. Uh, the Tim Hardaway, who's been in the league forever. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, you just mentioned, he was the safest pick of all the players here. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, who I was kind of surprised that he was still relevant in terms of fantasy yeah. basketball. Oh, like, yeah, he is. I, 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 you know, he's projected to score 17.75 points this year per game. And I'm like, uh, that's not relevant to me, man. That's like, that's, that's like, uh, <laughs> no, I don't want that on my team. Marcus Saul going, uh, and uh, Harrison Barnes is still finding a home in fantasy leagues. I'm just, I was just kind of shocked that, that, that they were still in the 10th round, still going after young play, uh Sorry, uh, they were still going after veteran players like that, uh, even though it's the 10th round. So uh, moving on to the 11th round. And first, before we move on, uh, again, we got a Jake, uh, James, I should say. James, once again, uh, on the turn, probably making the, not, not head scratchers, but, you know, Interesting and uh, interesting moves here. He went back-to-back centers with Aaron Baines and the rookie. That's the rookie that he went with, Onyeka Okongwu from the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, so I don't know. I just found it pretty peculiar that he that he went this route and instead of going after some of these other guys that were available, Marcus Morris, Lou Williams, Jay Crowder. Do you think James went the went the went the right um, mentality going back-to-back centers uh, in this 11th round? Yes or no, uh, Leon? Um, Aaron Baines is a guy who's going to put up numbers just because he's on the roster. He's the starting center. Uh, you know, he expanded his range to the three-point line. So considering what the rest of his team is consisted of, this is probably just a, a roster filler spot. And you know you're going to get some solid numbers in case someone goes down. Okongwu was a guy who we compared to John Collins. I, I think – by the middle of the season, later on, uh, potential keeper pick. I, I think, you know, probably in the 11th round, looking where can I steal uh, a keeper somewhere. So this is probably his line of thinking. It, it's If you're thinking for this year with Okongwu, you're way off, but I, I like the potential that he could possibly bring. Yeah, I like the potential too. I don't think it's coming anytime soon, though, especially with the Hawks war loaded they are they are the team over there man mm-hmm. i don't know where he's gonna find this time uh these, these minutes uh what about you jacob um my, i really don't like any of these draft picks but do you like any of these draft picks in the 11th round here my man hot wings uh that, that was going to be my pick if i got if he got to me because i if you want scoring that's what you're going to get from lou will you mentioned lou will he can score um, so I like that auto porter. I, I used to like him, but yeah, I used to like him too. yeah, I don't know what the hell that's all about. Jeremy Grant was a good pick. Cause I think he'll get a lot of shine in Detroit. Cam Reddish, good upside pick. Um, Killian Hayes. I, I think you liked him since the draft. So, um, yeah, yeah. but the thing about it, he's going to get a, t- he's starting. So of course you got to go with that. If he's going to start, you know, you're going to live and die by him, but, He's going to get all the opportunity to succeed, to succeed in Detroit. So that was pretty good. Um, and Alec Burks, you know, I'm thinking if he starts, he's going to put up good numbers because he's a 3 and D guy. 
especially on the Knicks. If you're a three and D guy that can shoot shots, you're going to get time. And plus, you play defense under Tibbs, as you know, you're going to play to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I give you props, Leon Tompkins, for belly. That was my guy in Minnesota. I mean, that guy can he can shoot. You give him the ball, he he will knock down open shots. So belly. You know, I'm hoping he gets, you know, more time in Sacramento. He actually, I saw the preseason game, the one before last, and it seemed like they were actually letting him, he had the green light to shoot. So, belly up, right? And I feel, for those who can't see, uh, uh, listening to audio only, Jacob just uh, referred to uh, Nemanja Bielica. I don't I'm butchering the name from the Sacramento Kings power forward. Close Leon enough. drafted uh, him. Uh, I forgot what country he's from, but uh, I know where. Serbia. I'm pretty sure. I think he's from Serbia. That's right. I'm sorry. Killian Hayes. uh, Yeah, I I was trying not to draft him. I was hoping I could get him off waivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is a keeper league, so I also understood that that was a very uh, unlikelihood. And a lot of these players, I just – I'm looking at the the queue, and I'm like, man, I'm not liking anybody here at all. (laughs) And I I decided to – well, you know, it worked in baseball. It worked in football. Let's try it for basketball then. And again, I wasn't just looking for rookies, but I was back in my mind. I was trying to figure out which of these rookies was going to get the opportunity to match um, that upside. And Jacob mentioned that I did like Killian Hayes from the start, from the draft, but I knew that he was a, a work in progress. But if if the Pistons aren't going to put anybody else to kind of uh, take away minutes and opportunities and and, and usage. I might as well go with him and see where it takes me. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a stash for me, and uh, that would be what along with Obi Topin. That's two stashes. Mm-hmm. I'm running out of space, you guys. I'm running out of space. <laughs> that's way too many stashes, but I have no choice but to uh, stash away at this point, right? So we're in the twelfth round now. Uh, Kyle, Kuz- we haven't talked about Aaron's team outside of uh, the the Raptors. Here's one uh, pick with Kyle Kuzma, who at one point. Looked like he might have been uh, an interesting player, a lo- an interesting long-term player. And I thought, I, I swear, I thought I saw a headline that read that Kyle Kuzma does not know what his role is. Leon, do you know what Kyle Kuzma's role is coming into the 2021 season? Well, with the way Horton Tucker is playing, he might be stealing Kuzma's minutes. Mm-hmm. But Kuzma, to his credit, he has played well uh, in this preseason. Uh, his shot looks better. Uh, he's playing with more confidence, but all the focus and attention has gone on Horton Tucker. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I, I think Kuzma has to crack the starting lineup in order to make a difference here. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that regard. I think uh, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out what Aaron was trying to do here. What was her other pick? Uh, Dante Dante DiVincenzo. I'm butchering that name too, but on purpose. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so I think with the, those are two recognizable names, I guess, because the Divincenzo had some uh, uh, decent games last year. Coming off, was he coming off the bench for the Bucks last year? If, if I believe correctly, mm-hmm. or no? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he he was. He ended up starting later on, but yeah, he came off the bench most of the year. Yeah, and Kyle Kuzma. Well, I mean, that's that's name recognition. I think uh, you know former first round pick for the Lakers and there's a lot to like about the kid, but it's the opposite of what Killian Hayes. If he's not getting the opportunities and he himself doesn't know what role he's playing, 
I don't get the point. I don't see what the why waste a draft pick on him. And I and I went ahead and I went with Jackson Hayes in this round just because I liked him last year, and I still believe in him this year. Uh, the kid has. He's just an athletic freak in my eyes, man. Mm-hmm. Like I can jump out of the gym. And in today's NBA, all I need for him to do is block shots, get rebounds, and get alley-oops. And it sucks that he's playing with Zion, so the alley-oops are not going to come as much. But at least he can give me some solid production as my third – I believe he's my third center, um, just getting uh, cheap rebounds and uh, cheap block shots. Uh, Jacob, uh, who else uh, – any uh, – I guess uh, head scratches. I just, you know, I just want to say that I, do, I like a lot of these. Unlike the previous rounds we talked about, I actually mm. like a lot of these players in this round. Oh, yeah. Uh, any any player that made you scratch your hands, like, why would you do that, Jacob? Um, no, it's pretty solid. I mean, I can't really – you can go down the list, you know, what are you going to get from Melo? Melo seems like, you know, you say, oh, why did I pick Melo? Because he's coming up. He's going to get a lot of minutes off the bench. And he's going to score. Like He's going to be yeah. going to get rebounds. He's mellow. DeAndre Hunter, I really like. If he can really get some kind of consistency going, he's going to be a, a good one. DeAndre Jordan, Leon, you know more than – I haven't seen him play since he honestly played for the Knicks. I've seen like maybe two games from Brooklyn, so I don't know what you get. He's good for rebounds, uh, mm-hmm. really lob guy uh, with Kyrie and KD running the show. He's going to clean up a lot of the mess and uh, throw down alley-oops. So, you know, it's just like a third or fourth center on, on oh, the fantasy geez. team. So you still believe in him? I mean, because I know that the, the, the thing I was afraid about, DeAndre Jordan, which I, I was always a big fan of DeAndre Jordan, but number mm-hmm. one, age. He's, mm-hmm. he's getting old in a hurry. He's number two. He's playing for the Nets. I already told you what I think about the Nets. Uh, if you're not Kevin Durant, I mean, shoot, Kevin Durant might steal all his, all his block opportunities, all his block shots. They might just go to Kevin Durant because he was a really good blo- uh, shot blocker when he was with the Warriors. Uh, and then the third one is uh, Jared Allen is on that team as well. So he's on the up and up. And it seems like DeAndre Jordan, despite the fact that he's going to get paid a lot of money to uh, not sit on the bench, you know, kind of justify the money there. Um but I feel like it's it, like if there was an arrow that I could put here, his arrow would be dropping precipitously down. I mean, would you agree with that statement there, uh, Leon? I would. It, this is definitely a, a name recognition pick, uh, a safe pick, uh, similar to what Eric, what I did with Eric Gordon. Um, mm. I, I knew I needed a forward. I know he could shoot threes. Um, the Rockets shoot a lot of threes, so yeah, it, it's. It's a safe pick, name recognition. That's what a lot of this round was. I, I, I will say that uh, C.D. Osman from Cavaliers, I, I was – I had my eye on him for a bit, but what, what we had going on with the position fiasco, um, I was a bit scared to take him because I knew I had a power forward. But if anyone in this round with high upside, Osman was the guy I would, I would look at. Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of uh, surprised. Like again, just so many veterans were picked here. But I like these this group of veterans here than I did in the tenth or eleventh round. So uh, Darius Garland's another player who I really like. I can't believe that uh, he uh, fell down to Andrew's team at number one forty uh, on the uh, penultimate round here. Uh, it, it, 
I, and I, I think I would have preferred Darius Garland to go in earlier in this round, maybe even, mm-hmm. even in the previous round. Uh, any idea, Jacob, why he dropped so low uh, this year? Uh, Darius, Darius Garland. Darius Garland this, it's still weird to me that they went with Sexton and then they got a guard that was pretty much the same size and can do the same yeah. thing. Maybe I think he's a little bit better shooter, but <laughs> I I never got it. And, of course, you're going to let him drop because you're thinking, okay, Sexton's going to get all the minutes. But he, he's going to get some time, but I I never – I don't know. It's just a question mark with him. He's good. You put him on – you put him on – well, not now. We got quick, so I ain't going to say that. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, but, no, you put him on, like, the Knicks or something like that. He's starting. You put him on – what's another point guard? Yeah, you – you put him you put him there, he'll start. But just in that that right there, he'll just come off the bench, he'll give you a few points and he'll he'll shoot. But I just don't it's too confusing when it comes to that because that was this whole the whole Ricky Rubio, Johnny Flynn thing. It made no sense at all. You, you know but what he, my my mm-hmm. theory is on the Cavaliers, what they were trying to do here? Mm-hmm. And you guys tell me if I'm crazy or not. I think they saw what, what was happening in Portland with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, mm-hmm. and they wanted to duplicate it with Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. That's, that's my theory. I got no way to prove it, but I think that they wanted to get a couple of a combo guards and think that that was going to uh, be the new direction, and they wanted to be in the forefront of it. Huh? I think the jury's still out. Like I said, I, I like Garland, but mm-hmm. – uh, I just didn't get the opportunity to put him on my team because mm-hmm. I had other needs to fulfill. Plus, point guards are – it's a deep position. Everywhere. Yeah, especially in this draft where we didn't have any multiple eligibility. It was just mm-hmm. single eligibility. Um, but I already had maybe – I you know, I already explained that I picked Markel Fultz already and Killian Hayes. So there really was no room for me. So maybe that's another reason why he fell so sharply in this draft was because everybody already had three or four point guards perhaps. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, I think uh, the Cavaliers saw the Blaze, the Trailblazers, and they're like, yeah, we want some of that on this team. Leon, uh, do you think that's what the Cavaliers were trying to do here, trying to emulate the Trailblazers? And if so, have they been uh, – you think they were successful or uh, you still need to see more out of these two? I, I think, yes, they were trying to emulate them, but their shot selection was god-awful. Um, <laughs> Shooting percentages were not all that great, mm-hmm. but they were fast. Yes. And they played reckless. Uh, <laughs> so if you do that together, it might look good. But Garland was a guy who also averaged less than, you know, six assists a game. Mm-hmm. That's also due to the fact that Cleveland can't shoot. I think Kevin Love coming back it, it will be a huge boost. Uh, drumming for a full season might help them out. And uh, the development of Okoro and Porter and and, and Osman, maybe they they, they might uh, show some progression with another year. If Garland be a uh, point guard, I take at this juncture, uh, probably not. I'll probably look at the Cole Anthony's or uh, Quickly's uh, other mm. world. No one I can get better shooting percentages or and, and, and higher uh, assist rate. Wow. That's a very interesting point there. That is very interesting. Cause like I said, just because uh, you're, 
You're, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you could tell that Leon is more into the categories aspect of it. And I'm just like, I just want production. Uh, the st- not the percentages, just the production and the, in, in terms of the stat padding. That's all I care about. And I see, I think about Darius Garland as potentially being that guy, but Leon's already like, nah, bro, he, he has horrible <laughs> percentages, and that's gonna ruin my fantasy team from the guard position when I can get better guards later. That's 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 very intriguing uh, 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 strategy there, Leon. Paul Millsap, I'm kind of curious because he was – I always liked Paul Millsap, but it seems like every year I think he's done. He just keeps coming back. Uh, well, Jacob, I, I guess I'll start with you again. Um, how much tank uh, – how much does uh, Paul Millsap has left on his tank at this point? This Two or three more years. Really? Like I said, once you have a mid-range game, you can last forever. I mean, yes. Millsap, he's still tough. You know, mm-hmm. and plus he's playing in Denver. You play on that court, man. Your stamina has to be out of this world to play there. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's crazy. But Paul Millsap has been productive for <laughs> over a decade now. Has it been, Leon? If I'm more. Wrong? It's been more. Just about more maybe than, more. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's awesome to see it, man. He's he's a double, double, double threat. And he expanded his range to the three about – maybe three or four years ago, and it's working. I'm pretty sure he's over 30%. And, no, that's, that's solid, man. That's really solid. As you can see, he still puts over projected fantasy points, you know, over 20 per, yeah. and you're going to take that. Yeah. Especially if that's going to be like a utility role, maybe, or you can plug him in if somebody has a game off or something like that. I'm taking 20 points. Give me that any day of the week. And people gave me a lot of stuff about me drafting rookies. Here's speaking. You mentioned Isaac Okoro. By the way, a lot of Cavaliers players were drafted in this 12th round. Oh, yeah. Like, there's one, uh, Seti Osman, Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro to finish up the 12th round. And Isaac Okoro, another rookie that was selected by James, uh, for, uh, the Knicks fan. Uh, I don't know where exactly where he lives, but I think he's an, an, uh, for sure he's a Knicks fan. But he, uh, James Pinos. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And Isaac Okoro, uh, he had another rookie going to him. That, that's like the second or third one, right? Mm-hmm. I lost count. We'll have to double check again. But I just wanted to point out that I wasn't the only one sniping rookies left and right. <laughs> so there was, and then he finishes his draft. It seems like we've talked about him at nauseum this whole time. But he finished the draft with Michael Bridges, which is another guy I was kind of targeting as well uh, from the Phoenix Suns. I really like him a lot. Yes. Uh, this is a really good spot to take him in the 13th round. I'm surprised that uh, some of these guys didn't take advantage. Some of these other owners did not take advantage of a Michael Bridges earlier in this draft. Uh, Jacob celebrating. I, I got to know, Jacob, what are you celebrating about? No, it was something that flew past me. <laughs> Freaking little fly or something. Oh, man. No, I thought, no, I no, thought no. you hit Bonanza on your draft right now. Oh, no, no no, no. Like oh no, 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 no. I'm good. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned Bridges before. It's a good pick. Uh, I, I like some other forwards. Uh, in that spot, um, uh, Devin Vassell, we, we spoke about before, 3 and D guy. I think he's going to get a lot of time in San Antonio. Um, he's going to mm-hmm. crack the rotation. Um, Joshua Kogi was drafted earlier, so I'm not sure he he might make it this far down in any of your on your draft boards, but he's a guy uh, who might crack a starting lineup at some point. And Patrick Williams uh, for the Bulls. Uh, Top five pick and no, he was seven, right? No, he went. No, no, he was four. Four. No, he was four. four. Yeah. 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 So Patrick Williams is uh, another guy. 
you look at this draft, you know, I mean, for drafting three and D guys, because three and D guys are the easiest way to get into a rotation. Mm-hmm. And it's also, like I say, percentages. You always play uh, with percentages. And three and D guys are almost guaranteed to get minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was going to actually draft Patrick Williams in this round. And I saw Cole Anthony was still available. And I remember liking Cole Anthony a lot. But I also like Patrick Williams because, you know, I'm a homer at this point of the draft. <laughs> Well, I might as well get one Bulls player since I, I, I didn't get any Bulls players uh, as uh, as that is my want. Is, uh, I end up not having any of my favorite uh, team's players on any of my drafts, but uh, more often than not. But then I saw that Cole Anthony still available. And I remember I like Cole Anthony in the draft, the, the actual NBA draft, not this draft. But And I, and I just – I studied on it a little longer and I dug a little deeper and I thought, you know what? I think uh, the move to make, if it gets, if I'm lucky uh, that it makes it, uh, that he's still available when it's still my turn, I think I'm just going to call an audible. And instead of Patrick Williams, I'm just going to go with Cole Anthony. Mm. And uh, sure enough, uh, everybody slept on him except for me and the penultimate pick of this draft. And uh, that gives me, what, another rookie point guard on the team, but I think he's more of a combo guard, Cole Anthony is. And uh, I I really want to see if he can – continue to be like that microwave off the bench because if he is then I think I got myself a little steal here even though Killian Hayes went rounds before Cole Anthony Cole Anthony might pay dividends right away so that's what I'm hoping for uh Leon anybody on this uh, there's another Bridges that went Miles Bridges so uh, we didn't get a chance to talk a lot about Tyler. Uh, he's a big Hornets fan as well as a Heat fan but he went with the hometown pick here Miles Bridges First of all, can you tell the difference between Michael and Miles? And secondly, how much do you like Miles Bridges? I mean, Miles Bridges has a lot of upside. Uh, you know, you can see his highlight reel and his dunk packages, but he's also extended his range as well, three point line. The Hornets are, are a weird team because they should move faster. Yeah. They don't. There's also a lot of like uh, guys under 6'10, and they all play the same position. Uh, I think the Hornets finally move faster with Lamelo running the show. Uh, Terry Rozier was a bad pickup for them. I don't understand it, but you know, in the thirteenth round, you want to go with your Homer pick? Why not? You know, it's not the it's not the worst thing you can do. Um, I probably would have done something different. I'm I'm liking what I see out of Kevin Knox this uh, preseason. Uh, you know, his three-point shot is on on par this year. I mean, Jacob could speak more about it than I can, but I mean, yeah, he, he looked good, man. That's what yeah. he's supposed to. What shoot. we're seeing, Kevin Knox might be uh, really in play here. Yeah, man, I would. I was happy. He was getting in the right spots, getting open shots. And his form isn't broken. Like I've always said, it just needed to fall. And he has to shoot with confidence. But if you can get him in the late rounds, why not? If he Because Tibbs has been on him. Practice been on him because he wants to get Plus he has, you know, Kenny Payne there. It's old, you know, one of his old coaches there at Kentucky. And it seems to be paying dividends. And you never know. Maybe, maybe he takes that Michael Porter Jr. jump. You know, he's just, oh, you know what he's about. You know, he was a top 10 pick. 
but will he get there? You never know. Michael Porter took it to another level in the bubble. Maybe Kevin Knox not playing in front of the fans. A mm. lot of rookies that help, but you know Knicks fans, how we get. It's, well, no. not me as much because I won't boo the kid because you're young. You're like 19, 20, and you're playing in front of Mad Square Garden. Of course, you're going to have jitters and you might not play as well, but as soon as they have like a 0 for 7 game, boo, boo. No, you can't have that. You can let the kid get his feet under him. I mean, a lot of Knicks fans, they're writing him off. And I'm going, he's 21. Give the kid a chance. That's like when RJ wasn't, that's, yeah, that's kind of like going, oh, RJ didn't make the first rookie team or the second. Oh, get rid of him. Come on, get yeah. out of here. Wait, he didn't make the second all-rookie no. team either? No. Mm-mm. He, he wasn't happy. He was not happy at all. What? There were other rookies that were better than R.J. Barrett that year? Apparently. I mean, I sec- on, the second, on the second team, at least. I mean, first, I didn't think he was going to make it. But yeah. I, second, I was like, Oof. I I need to see a list. Like I cannot live in a world where RJ. I mean, as much as it makes me laugh that a Knicks player did not get his, uh, <laughs> you know, his uh, kudos, but I, I I I refuse to live in a world where RJ Barrett was not one of the best rookies that year. So nope. um, I, I I will have to research this. But uh, well, Leon, I have a question for you. What's going on with Kevin Porter? Last I checked on him, he was uh, got into some trouble with the. I think it was a DUI incident. Yeah, he got um, cleared. He, oh, it's clear. He's so he's good all the charges. Yeah. All he's charges good to go to the season. Yep. So. Damn, I should have drafted him then. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I care about. All Up right. or down? Is he ready to play? Yes or no? Uh, and uh, and that's it. That's your uh, ball is life uh, 2021 uh, NBA draft. Uh, it's the first one with uh, with keeper until is our first inaugural keeper league selection. It's just out of curiosity. I'm kind of wondering if I can sort this out. Um, and it looks like, yeah, the longest pick was Michael Harvey at one hour and 58 minutes, almost two hours to make a pick. <laughs> and um, But he had a, an excuse, right? He was uh, – I think he was out of town and wasn't sure about the signal in, his, uh, in eastern Washington or whatever. Mm-hmm. He has an excuse. So does it also go by the – oh, okay, so we got – Let's see if we can go by the fastest. Nah, it's too sloppy. I don't like how this is turning out. Mm. No, I, I don't. You know, I don't even know if uh, if Michael Harvey's uh, pick might be the longest because there's a five-hour and forty-four-minute pick. Was Brandon was uh, trying to figure out if he wanted Marcus Sol or not, which he ended up with him. Um, let me see if I can go down. Five hours to take Marcus Sol. That's <laughs> a damn shame. Eleven seconds. Brandon Clark and Lonzo Ball, 11 seconds. That might be the two fastest picks there. Uh, EJ wasting no time on getting Brandon Clark and Jacob Trent wasting no time on getting Lonzo Ball. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, that's it. That is the first one. Oh, the, the reason that the, that the times are so long is because this, is, uh, this was uh, uh, a slow draft, right? It took us yeah, it about three days or so to get it done. So I'm very thankful for everybody to, who participated. I always, I've been a big fan of slow drafts since uh, Jake and I, Jacob and I did one for our baseball league. And uh, I now want to do all slow drafts all the time. Oh, my God. So, I mean, it, it, was, it was fun. Um, it, it was something different. I've never done that one before. So it was very convenient. Yeah. So it, it was good. I like it. 
Yeah, it felt like the NFL draft. It really did. It had this NFL draft feel to it, which, you know, I I, I really dug it uh, in the baseball league, and I knew people would dig it in the basketball league, despite the fact that there was some impatience going on. It's like, hey, this is the reason why we did it, because no one could agree on a on a set time, so we're going to do it this route. So, you know, be patient. And sure enough, before we knew it, the draft was over, and now people can – do their waiver wire claims, can make trades if they want, and just get make sure you set your lineups for next uh, – wow, it's uh, right around the corner, huh, Leon? Yeah, season starts uh, Tuesday night. Got Nets Warriors, got Lakers Clippers, and rest of the league starting on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. We're going to give our MVP picks, our rookie of the year, coach of the year, give our predictions, uh, give our uh, – Probably have some over-unders uh, for the league, uh, finals predictions and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it's the beginning of an exciting new season. Real quick turnaround for the NBA. And uh, as I watched Derek Carr the other night limp away with my fantasy uh, championship in hand, I get to start a new fantasy chapter. There you go. So I'll, I'll give you a little insight on my team right quick. D'Angelo Russell, Jimmy Butler, LeBron, Laurie Marketing, Bam Adebayo, John Wall, LaMelo Ball, Miles Turner, Spencer Dinwiddie right now. And I'm looking to pick R.J. Barrett and Rory Hachimura. Those are my next two. So it's a solid team right there. Was that, 10-team league? No. Nah. Uh, I don't think it's – hold on, I'll check it. Count them. Count those teams. I'm going to count those teams. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams in my bank account. That's like a chance to wrap it. Twelve. He did too. See? Another one. Yeah, coloring book. I get it. Not for me. All right. <laughs> since we talked about it, and I, if you guys decide what you – Mr. Show, you guys want to finish it, but I might as well give you know a little bit of background here. We talked about the, the R.J. Barrett class, right? He was uh, the twenty nine. He was in the twenty nineteen league, right? Mm-hmm. The twenty nineteen twenty twenty NBA all rookie teams. Just mm-hmm. you know, Ja Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Brandon Clark, Zion Williamson, and Eric Paschal or Pascal or whatever his name is. I like Pascal, but hell no, he was not better than RJ. I'm sorry. Wow, I'm, you know what it is? It's uh, anti-New York bias is what it of is. Course. Even though, no, no, even though, even though uh, there's, East, there's supposed to be an East Coast bias all around here. Haters going to hate. The second team, Tyler Harrow, Terrence Davis the second. I didn't realize there was a Terrence Davis the first. Kobe White. I knew he was going to make it. P.J. Washington. Uh, he was Jr. good, but still, but still, he was good. And Rui Hachimura. They were good, but come on now. I mean – Come on. I yeah, I'm, anyway. Fucking okay. <laughs> Custy's mofo. And I like what RJ said though. He's like, you know, did it bother you? Yeah, absolutely it bothered me. And that's what you got. You're not gonna oh no, I'm okay. Hell no, let it piss you off. And he, he came out in the preseason. I don't really get worked up on preseason. It's just more I like progression. I like to see what players are, especially with no summer league or anything like that for these guys. They're gonna they're on the fast track. So I like to see what they improved on because you usually can see that. Like RJ, he's, you know, not settling for shots. He's taking it to the hole. He actually got a little lefty fadeaway, which you know fadeaway that's like my favorite shot ever. 
Yeah, I do admit, Jordan, you know, I did adapt that from him. Fucking bastard. But, um, but yeah, he, he got a little fadeaway jumper that I'm liking, taking a strong into the rim. Like I said, quickly, Knox, they look good. Mitchell Robinson, he had no fouls yesterday. None. And when you see zero next to Mitchell Robinson's name with no fouls, that's just like the second coming. Jesus, are you, you coming to get us or something? Because it's that shocking. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. I can't wait. Somebody took Hachimura. Buckley, I can't stand him. He, he just It's like he kind of on that wave when he's like, I'm going to just take this shot. Anybody takes RJ, I'm cussing everybody out. By the way, RJ Barrett had 61 total points in the voting. Mm-hmm. That means he was 13 votes from getting that second team spot. Yeah, lost, lost out to Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura had 74 total points uh, for votes. And again, Barrett had 61. So that means Barrett was on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. That's crazy. Funny. Yeah, you like Nick fan misery. I do, I do. It's it, you know, but I also like the Knicks this year. Like I said, I picked uh, several Knicks. Players, so yeah, maybe maybe there's a change in the air for New York. <laughs> I'm hoping, but I did get RJ. I did get him though. Jacob, I just got a question. Ask you if you could uh, see the screen here. Okay, that was your first team and second team rookie class. Who do you get rid of to make room for RJ Barrett? You tell Eric- me. Eric Pascal, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I'm not even going. I'm not even going second. I'm going first. You can get the hell out of here. Kendrick Nunn, too. He had like a few good games. Like, what What did you see? Like, he was good. He had a little run. Yes. But PJ Washington, like, what the fuck? What? Excuse me? Hey, hey, hey. PJ no, no, no. Terrence Davis, come on. Come on, son. He had like a week. I don't know what the hell they were grading these on, but for him to come to New York and actually produce, produce, I think that – I guess that wasn't even taken into the – Tyler Hero, I think they're – you know why he got that, right? Let's be real. That, the, that, the, oh, the video? The rap nah, video? No, 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 no. That's a good song, though. Shout out to – um. What's his, what's, what's his name? Jack Harlow. Excuse me. Yeah, there you go. What's popping? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think there's a few players that's in there that really RJ could have had over him. They should have been there. But, you know, it's whatever. RJ, use that as motivation. Go out, do your thing. Shoot, they're, they're even saying that Matisse, uh, what was it, Th- Thibble, Tibble? Yeah, Tibble. Yeah. Like, what was, kind of, what nonsense is this? Why are you so close? Like, what were you doing? Yes, you can play defense. Yay. Okay. If that's okay, you put Frank Nittlekeen out there, too, while you at it that year? He came out? Oh, no. Nah, bro. The real, the real uproar is Jackson Hayes. Getting five points in that year's uh, All NBA rookie. How yeah. dare they disrespect the great Jackson Hayes? I, he spells his name with an X. God damn it! <laughs> darn it, Cameron Johnson. He was okay for like, you know, he was okay. Who the hell is Cody Martin? I never heard him in my life. Uh, he plays with the Hornets, man. Oh no wonder. Yeah, he's one of the Martin twins. It's uh, Cody. Yeah, I know. They, oh yeah, I've yeah, seen him. They got Caleb, Caleb, yeah, they both can shoot. All right. And James said something about. Hold on, James said something. He said, "You guys talking percentages on scoring and scoring cats in the league don't have them." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about uh, Leon's league versus our league. So mm. Leon's league does use them, right? Mm. Use uh, yeah, three yeah three yeah. point percentage and free throw percentage. So it, it 
Well, yeah, we, we were just comparing the leagues and what players you were mm-hmm. you know, looking for as far as, you know, uh, mm-hmm. whether accumulating stats or playing yeah. percentages. Yeah, yeah so. I do. I do like my team now. I I like it. I think it's solid. Everybody's still hating on LeBron. I'm like, the hate will never end. LeBron, I'm just, dude, he's going to play. He's going to put up his numbers. That's what fantasy is about, right? That's what it's Shout all about. There. I just don't. Man, matter of fact, I might get P.J. Washington. Yeah, there buddy. you go. There you go. No, I like P.J. Washington. I'm not. That's one of my favorite players on that team. He's another Kentucky cat. I swear, like I said, I'm, that's why I'm hoping for Knox because this would be like a kick in the nuts for us. I'm like, hey, everybody, Kentucky's coming out here. Kentucky's coming out here. But we get the one Kentucky guy that just doesn't get it. That would be a Nick move. You get the John Walls, the Boogie Cousins, the Jamal Murrays. Hey, we got quickly. And then we, I mean, even before that, you get Knox and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted Michael Porter. I, no shot, no sight to hit Knox, but I wanted Michael Porter. Turned out I was right. Uh, but I'm hoping he balls out this year because I, I just want to see progression. I, I want to see t- and Tibbs actually. I'm sorry. I, I never understood why y'all didn't like that. I'd like the toughness. I'm sorry. You up 44 and your coach has the audacity to go, the hell with timeout. You see him kicking the side. I'm like, oh, damn. Yes, Tibbs. That's what I'm talking about. Get mad. Getting these kids' asses. I, I love coaches like that. I'm sorry. Popovich, you know, he doesn't do that now. But, you know, he's another coach. He will get in your ass when needs be. And a lot of these kids need that. The Knicks need that. They were such a dumpster fire. You need a coach like Tom Thibodeau to put it together, hopefully. Listen, if he gets us into a freaking playing game, he needs to be coach of the year. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. Because we ain't expecting shit this year. I'm still yeah, expecting like 25 wins. <laughs> no hope. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we, are, we are doing that next uh, episode. But mm-hmm. since you won't, probably won't be around, you already gave us your MVP of uh, Luca. <laughs> Who's your rookie of the year? Oh, my rookie of the year? Uh, it has to be LaMelo, right? I, I've been saying it all along. He easily has the safest floor of this mm-hmm. rookie class. Mm-hmm. Easily. I don't know if Luca's going to be my, my, my MVP, but he's def- if I had a vote, I'd vote for Luca just because I'm biased. I said I wasn't biased, but let's face it, I'm extremely biased. So that's why I'm picking Luca, just because he's on my fantasy team. So he's that's why. But as far as a rookie goes, yeah, Lamelo has to have the safest floor of any of these players, the most ready NBA uh, rookie for this upcoming season to just step in and just start producing for the Hornets right away. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I know Anthony Edwards were number one, but there's a lot of – we talked about this in that uh, first episode, a lot of question marks for him. Um, but yeah, this is a, I mean, I mean, I drafted three of them this year, three rookies in my MB and my, uh, fantasy basketball draft. And, uh, I think, uh, people are going to be surprised about how deep this class went, mm-hmm. even though it's not full of superstars. It's a lot of players that can come in and help. I mean, we just saw Isaac Okoro at the end uh, that went to James's team. Uh, we talked about Patrick Williams, uh, earlier, as uh, Jacob mentioned, you know, he should be able to contribute right away because he's, he's a 3 and D player. Um, and uh, he fits a need for the Bulls. Unfortunately, the Bulls have a lot of other players that dominate the ball. You mentioned mm-hmm. Kobe. I mean, Kobe White was a rookie, uh, all-rookie team player, and Zach Levine anyway. didn't need his touches. But, That's my guy. 
But LaMelo Ball, man, uh, LaMelo Ball should be ready to go. Ready to go day one. He's, he doesn't need any development. He doesn't need to go to the G League. He doesn't need to spot the game from the bench uh, and, and be taught a lesson or whatever. He's, he's ready to go day one, man. So Absolutely. Leon, question about your draft. How many – what's the time on the pick? So these dudes put two minutes on the damn oh, A minute clock. and a half. Thank God. It's two yeah, minutes. What the hell? You, you watch basketball? You should know. Be able to go – Oh, do, 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 okay. Two minutes? No, that's too long. Sorry. But um, got me sitting up here. I love talking to you guys. This draft is pissing me off. But um, now nah, we're waiting for a good year. Like I said, the, I think Billy Donovan is going to do well for you guys. I praise that pick. It's just like the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of young guys. Billy Donovan is known for that, putting guys together. Um, I think Laurie and Kobe are going to be like a premier pick and roll duo one day. I hate to say that. As long as y'all not good as, long as y'all don't get, you know, good as we do, y'all can suck mm-hmm. for about mm-hmm. five more years. Yeah, yeah, I like to pick and roll. I like to pick and roll. You know, I like to pick my nose. I used to. Yeah, <laughs> get all up in there. <laughs> oh, I got PJ Washington. Nice, but um, yeah, it's gonna be a solid season. You know, Leon gonna be the one smiling all season because his net's looking dangerous. Katie, I don't know. Man. I think Leon's. Uh, I think Leon might be in for some disappointment. Um, as uh, as weak as the East looks on paper, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets don't make it as far as uh, their expectations go, and that would be to make it to the championship, to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nice team, but it seems like a lot of players are giving up, sacrificing for the good of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. It's just – I don't know. They, they – they, uh, I, I just – I wouldn't be surprised if, if they fall short of expectations. That's all I'm going to say about that. Possibility. Peter's going to hate, and I'm going to kick no, you I off love damn show for that. Damn it, no, close your love- show and get the hell out of here. Hey, listen, I love Kevin Durant. I always root for him. He won me a fantasy championship uh, uh, way back in the day. I love the kid. I, 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 I supported his move to the Golden State Warriors. I saw nothing wrong with that. I saw nothing wrong with him going to the Nets. Uh, Kevin Durant's my guy. Unfortunately, he plays with Kyrie Irving. And uh, obviously, he chose that. So they must have some rapport. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, it's his first year back. And usually when teams are hyped up like this and other players are going to feel salty for having to give up a lot of the roles and a lot of the, you know, sacrifice for the good of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. it, it, it usually doesn't end well. I mean, look at the Clippers, right? I thought the Clippers were going to win the championship last year because they, I, I thought they had the squad and the depth to go and beat LeBron James and whatever team came out of the East and look how disappointing they looked. Mm-hmm. So, and it just shows you, you got to go out and play. Uh, oh, sorry, Leon, you want me to plug the show. Uh, Sunday plug morning. Um, get the hell out. Get the hell out. Uh, 12 hours from now, uh, Sean Flannery and I uh, will be uh, over at Baseball Life. Sean Flannery and I will mm-hmm. be over at the Total Basis Podcast at Baseball Life, and uh, we'll be talking kind of like this, uh, talking uh, <laughs> uh, head-to-head points leagues as well. Uh, I believe uh, we're going to be breaking down uh, an expert's draft and see what we like and what we didn't like. So it's going to be similar to what we did tonight 
Uh, Leon, before I let you go, uh, or before you kick me out, I should say, uh, did you have any other questions? Did you only wanted to know what my rookie pick was or not? Otherwise, I'll, I'll just pretend I made the right choices at the end of the season. Yeah, because I, I think we're on, what, hour and a half now? Oh, Maybe shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Time flies when we're having fun. My bad. Yeah, always. We always. I knew it. But first of all, I just have to, Sean, once again, you're my guy. But you have the nerve to say, and I will be making sure I'm on the show to give you shit for this. He didn't want George Springer, but he had the nerve to say that he wanted to sign Elvin Amora Jr. If I was anywhere near you, I would have came to your house and proceeded to catch you with an eye jammy. He said that? I, I mean, Sean Wilpon, that's your name from now on now. Sean Wilpon. Because you, you are wild. We got all this damn money, like it's your money. Let them spend it. I want That's what I tell him every Hey, listen, I tell him that every single weekend <laughs> on Sunday morning. He's like, what do you care? Let him spend the money. Alvin Amora Jr. Do you like see the, what Leon's my, wearing? My Cubs? <laughs> former Cubs? Yes, yes. No, I'm gonna go like this to Leon. You see that right there, Leon? Show that show that sweater right there. Show it to Leon. You, don't get, you see that you right don't there? Wear this. You see, with Amora. you see what the um <laughs> the you see what they did, right? They spent money on, you know, players they had to. If they had to plug a hole, you gotta spend money. That's what you gotta do. You know, this one like Sandy Alderson said, it's nice to not shop in the gourmet Al. Alvin Amora is great value. Matter of fact, he's dollar store. We up there now. I mean, we gotta no, make some moves. Come on, don't don't oh god, Alvin Amora, man. What the fuck? Man, oh, Back to basketball. Thank you, Felipe, for coming on. It's, you're our brother. We love you coming on. I love coming on, man. I, I, man. I, 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 to me, I, I would have a regular uh, basketball podcast, but I'll have to settle for this because I, I love the sport. I love the <laughs> NBA. Um, I love – I mean, I've been – like I told you guys, back in 2013, I was hired from, by mm-hmm. XN Sports to do – because of my baseball writing. Mm-hmm. And I got hired on to – back in June of 2013 – and guess what happens June, July of 2013, the NBA draft. So instead of coming in to do baseball, I'm like, I, I let them know, I want to do the basketball draft and you're going to have to take it. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. The first articles that I wrote were for the, the 2013 NBA draft. So uh, I, and, and then now we're doing fantasy and it just kind of goes well with what we do on Sunday mornings with Sean, even though uh, Jacob's mad at Sean right now. But uh, I'm no, man, I, this is this is a happy medium. This is a happy compromise. Uh, I, uh, thank you guys for 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 considering me and for having me on regularly. Anytime. Uh, uh, you know, I'm thankful. For, first of all, thank my wife that she actually lets me. Shout out, Ross. You're the real yeah. MVP. Yeah, I asked her. I asked her. Hey, uh, the guys want me to show on Saturday on a Saturday night to this, do this podcast. Is that okay? And she gave me a look, but she knew that I, she she knew I wanted to, to chat with you guys about it. So like. All right, and that's why I, I, you saw me. I was I was gasping for her because I was running to get back home on time so I could be with you guys. So again, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, giving me this opportunity to uh, to let me have a little bit of uh, fun here talking about some hoops with you guys. Absolutely, anytime. You are welcome. Anytime. Yeah, it was a pleasure until you had like the last five minutes talking about Brooklyn. So you know, uh, catch uh, Fleet Bay Sunday mornings baseball live total basis podcast with Sean Flannery. Catch. Monday night, 7 o'clock, Dong City, Vince McIndetti, Henry Modernado Jr. They'll be back this Monday. Tuesday nights, uh, Randy, Matt, 
covering week 16. No, week 15. 15. Of, uh, yeah, but. Yeah, the NFL. Jeez. Yes, sir. I know. Time flies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday night, we're right back at you. 8 o'clock. Thursday night's uh, Catch a Work Shoot podcast with Corey Richmond, Jason Brooks. Uh, newest addition to the lineup. Hell yeah. Uh, Wrestling Life, 7 p.m. And Friday afternoons, back at the Audible, Matt and Randy covering week 16. Are they? Are they coming back Friday? Are they doing the I, Friday? I, I, I think so. Oh, okay. I'll take it. I need something to watch anyway. Yeah, I, I need a good Friday afternoon uh, uh, visual. That's, so. that's what I do when I'm working. I'm going around, listening, laughing my ass off, getting pissed off every time they, they wait the last second to start talking about the Jets. I don't like they can't get it out the way. Like, What the hell are we going to talk about? I like I, I like their shows because they're always talking about my fantasy players. That's absolutely they they give insight that I mean they give a lot of insight when you really listen and how they coincide with each other it's freaking awesome. just like you and Sean everybody has that just chemistry and it, it's awesome to see and, and and I gotta say this it's a good point you bring up Jacob and then we'll bring because I see Vince already giving a shit about it. like yeah you guys are on for too long we gotta go but listen we 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 go along we go hard we 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 stick it in there because we do our homework we do the research we we put a lot of work in it these guys put a lot of work in it. Jacob mentioned our show put a lot of work in it. I know Dong City, oh, Dong City, man, they put a shit ton of work into it. Mm-hmm. Fucking Vince over there doing investigative reporting over there. Uh, at Dong's party. Like, it's like he was a broadcast journalist at one time in his life or whatever. Oh, so, easily. <laughs> actually, he was. But uh, no, nah, man, we, 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 we're not just willy-nilly three Joes from uh, across the country trying to talk about mindlessly about sports, but – we we want to put in a good show. We want okay, Leon. I see what you're doing there, but we want we 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 go the extra mile so we can be as informative as we can, and that's all our shows, and that includes our wrestling show, which is taking over on Thursday nights as well. Uh, th- those guys went long, but they covered every single aspect of wrestling as well. So, yeah, uh, and make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, because when you like our Life Group podcast, that's how you uh, check us out on Spotify and Stitcher, Apple, YouTube. We're under the Life Group podcast banner. When you like. The, that and follow that life group podcast you're liking all of our podcasts and uh you're getting a little bit of everything for that eardrum so yeah all right i'll start talking leon get us out of here before we go three hours <laughs> if you've been listening this long thank you um <laughs> catch you wednesday night eight o'clock and until next time everybody fall out <laughs>